heels. So dresses. we should go back to it. Yeah. No matter what your orientation is, if you're a guy, you want to wear a dress, wear a fucking dress. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm weird today. Okay. I've, I've been wearing <laughs> pants for my whole life, so yeah, wear a dress. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the hall, Willow has told Xander about all of this, and he is naturally horrified. He takes a page from Buffy's book, saying that it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> He's the heart. It's wrong. Yep. <laughs> He's insulted. He worked damn hard for his D's. Not the boob kind. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't have to work hard for, for Cordelia at all. <laughs> Cordy, as she did in Ted as well, is the voice of exceptional rules for exceptional people. And she's absolutely consistent with this. She says she said in Ted that Buffy should have special rules uh, relating to the killing of humans. And here she says uh, that um, certain people are entitled to special privileges. They're called winners. That's the way the world works. <laughs> so do you think we're getting ready? Are we are we priming the, the Ted pump? I don't like the way I said that. <laughs> Would that be hydraulic? <laughs> Are we, um, how else can I put that? <laughs> Are we? That's, that's the, I've had schnapps. Um... <laughs> I've had schnapps. Um... We're going to have to drink schnapps very soon. <laughs> well, like three episodes yeah. away. Oh, definitely. Uh, well, we, we, uh, that was a big argument, um, in, in Ted. Mm-hmm. That um, and it's an argument that was successful. Buffy killed what she thought was a human and completely got away with it, yeah, with no consequences whatsoever. And eventually, in just a few episodes, we're gonna see another Slayer accidentally kill a human instead of on purpose, like Buffy did, we, and we face that. consequences. And we also have Buffy herself is about to kill Angel. Absolutely, as far as she knows. I mean, we we've been through the semantics of that, um, but yeah, as far as she knows, she, so we're. I mean, we're our kind of bringing up the subject of Buffy having to kill somebody for real. Uh-huh. Yeah, are, I mean, are are we uh, are we lining up our little ducks to point towards Buffy's going to have to make some really hard choices and suffer consequences? Yes. That that is a better way than saying priming the Ted pump. <laughs> I yeah. like that better. <laughs> so, no, absolutely. We're we're pretty much we're saying that Buffy is an exceptional person. Mm-hmm. Buffy has exceptional rules. We both said we're fine with that. Yeah. Um, we both said we're fine with the Slayer who accidentally kills a human getting away with it and just getting a little bit of talk and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, so we know that probably Buffy's consequences will be, um, emotional rather yeah. than legal. Probably self-inflicted. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. It's, um, I mean, she escaped, uh, consequence with Ted, mm-hmm. um, of all kinds. Uh, she escaped some stuff that she should have gone through, like talking about it. Finding yeah. out why she killed Ted, stuff like that, which of course I mentioned at the time will come back to bite everybody. Yes. Well, and that's, <laughs> um, that is in part because of Joyce's Sunnydale syndrome. Yes. And, uh, and that Giles was caught up with Jenny and didn't realize yeah. what was happening to his so slayer. It's, it's like we, we mentioned back in Passion, I believe we said we, we have to take away the parental figures. Yes. Um, in order for her to grow up because mm-hmm. these, the, the lack of parental guidance when she's trying to lean on these people is keeping her from facing her own consequences. Yep. And so we're moving into a space where she'll make herself do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because if she'd just gone back to school, even, even though she was expelled and everything, everyone just would have been like, Oh, it'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting that we are, we are making Ted such a present subject yeah. in this right before she has to make such an ultimate decision. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and take a big step towards becoming an adult. I mean, that's what the show is about, going mm-hmm. from being a, a, 
not a child, but a little lady, a little lady, uh, <laughs> a little lady, a big lady. <laughs> Going from uh, you know, going from being a teenager on the, on the verge of adulthood to an actual adult, and this mm-hmm. is a big step. This is the um, it's, it's a huge thing for Puffy, and yeah. ab- they're absolutely getting us ready. Yeah, I mean, this is, is this is not just kind of. I mean, when we were talking about so bad eggs, um, you know, it, it, when we first cracked it open, <laughs> we uh, we thought <laughs> we thought it was going to be just a fluffy episode, just like we thought this was going to be kind mm-hmm. of a fluffy episode, but it had a ton of stuff that was getting us ready for what was going to happen. Oh, it's so interesting. And it's the same thing. It's, I mean, it, it's all, it, it's sort of like the show is turning our head in a certain direction so we can see mm-hmm. what it wants to show us. Well, we have to somehow within pretty much three episodes, uh, we have to get Buffy's power back. Yes. So we have her lose all of her power and make mm-hmm. a decision to be a slayer again. We have her actually be able to confront Angel and live through it via somebody else's emotions, mm-hmm. alive or dead. Um, right. And now we have her in full slayer mode the whole episode. Yeah. And fully ready and powerful. And because of the gender swap, she's in charge of her own sexual energy. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we're getting her ready for, for what she'll never actually be ready for. Yeah, because nobody ever could be. Nope. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like I've said, uh, I tend to be a bit of a hypocrite on this subject, thinking that uh, people like vampire slayers and other soldiers should absolutely get a pass on a lot of things, especially if they're mistakes. But uh, I also think that athletes should have to work for the grades. So, you know, mm-hmm. Cordelia uh, is not a hypocrite. <laughs> and good for her. <laughs> Xander brings up all men are created equal, even though he's friends with a superpowered vampire slayer, uh, but his heart uh, is in the right place. <laughs> Cordy says that's just propaganda from the unwashed masses. And <laughs> uh, Xander... Being a little Marie Antoinette there. <laughs> Absolutely. Xander thinks it was Lincoln, which isn't right either, as we can tell from Willow's eyebrows. <laughs> Cordy says that Lincoln had a mole and a stupid hat. <laughs> Willow tells them that it was Jefferson, and she looks rather horrified that she's the only one who knew that. <laughs> Cordy points out that Jefferson had slaves, which, okay, that that actually does illustrate what she's saying pretty well. Um, point to Cordelia. Yes. Yes. Exceptional yes. rules for exceptional people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xander says he's upset that Buffy, uh, the extremely exceptional person, isn't there to get all in a froth about equality, and Buffy absolutely would back him up. Buffy, after all, identifies as a human in these matters, although she's been successful at fulfilling her declaration that she would forget about Ted. We haven't forgotten that she confessed to the police immediately, not even thinking about calling her watcher and asking what happens when a human or a, a slayer kills a human. So Buffy will always, <laughs> yes, she Buffy will try to turn herself in, in you know later on in the series as well, and. Through some other actions in the future, we know that Buffy believes that the place for a slayer who kills a human is prison. Uh, I completely disagree, but like, I'm a hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> so, with overlapping audio, Xander snarks about how Buffy is too busy being one of them, meaning a swim team groupie, but also uh, Buffy is one of the exceptional people they're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we see that Buffy. Overlapping audio trick. <laughs> yep. It's, I know, it's great every time. Yeah. It always means something different, and too. And I never noticed it before this watch. I know. It's I always <laughs> just kind of went like, oh, that's an interesting transition. Okay. Mm-hmm. But no, it always means something. <laughs> yep. It like, just draws your attention to it. What is this line really saying? Mm-hmm. Saying Buffy is one of the exceptional people. Yes. One of my favorite ones will always be the Not on Pata episode. <laughs> I don't get I it. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> 
<laughs> for obvious reasons, one of my favorites from the future is I never stop thinking about you. Oh, yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, we see Buffy pulling up to the, the, to the school in Cameron's car. Cameron is still going on about the ocean. <laughs> This time it's dolphins. And I read books about fish, so this is more my thing. Uh, and he apparently hasn't heard what a bad idea it is to let slayers get bored. And Buffy is very bored. <laughs> if you haven't seen this part in a while, and I suspect that many haven't, because, you know, not one of the most loved episodes in the series, Buffy's boredom is fucking hilarious. <laughs> She's doing the slow nod and the staring at nothing in particular. <laughs> And everything. <laughs> he starts to launch into how he talks to the ocean, just like uh, Gertrude Ederly, when Buffy interrupts him. And I'm just going to interrupt Buffy for a second. So if I end up with a broken nose, you'll know why. So you're going to let her finish? <laughs> I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish, Buffy. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> totally Kanye her. <laughs> just kind of, you know, because I get to have a little bit of control here for two seconds. <laughs> but yeah, Buffy might just pop out of nowhere and punch me in the face, and that's totally fine. Uh, so Gertrude Ederly, in addition to, as Cameron mentions, being the first woman to swim across the English Channel, was an Olympic champion swimmer and a world record demolisher. Truly an exceptional person. She even beat the best men's time across the channel. Uh, Cameron speaks reverently of Gertrude Ederly, and even though we don't get to know Cameron very well, it seems like she might be one of his idols. Hmm. This is a really interesting choice by the writers. Uh, in a minute, Cameron is going to overstep some boundaries and turn into a dickhead, but they didn't pick a male swimmer, like Johnny Weissmuller, for example, who was, in, uh, who was much more famous and in the same Olympics as Gertrude. They picked an exceptional woman. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, we saw earlier that Cameron delighted in Buffy kicking the crap out of Dodd. So I have some theories. And of course, I have no idea if any of them are right, nor will I ever. Uh, the one I've settled on that makes the most sense to me is that Cameron is actually a really nice guy. And he's being influenced by the steroid-enriched fish DNA that his coach is gassing him with. And that is what makes him go from zero to fuckface in two seconds. Uh, honestly, he hasn't shown even a trace of misogyny up to this point. And he really did seem to want to hang out with Buffy and bore her with more talk about the ocean. Uh, he certainly hasn't shown signs of being a rapist, uh, which is a whole different level, especially on this show. Uh, <laughs> with only one exception I can think of, you know, Warren, uh, people only get rapey in the Buffyverse if they've gone evil in some way, and usually in a supernatural way. Yes. Um, when Faith is herself, she's very clear about asking for consent, and it's only when she surrenders to evil and her pure slayer side that she gets rapey. Uh, same with Willow and Tara, when Willow's under the influence of magic, um, mm -hmm. which we'll go on and on about when we get there. And Spike clearly wouldn't have, have tried anything like he did if he'd had a soul, and Xander wouldn't have tried to rape Buffy if he, if he wasn't possessed. That's very true. And it could be that, of course, that Buffy's Narn is the Narn danger, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and being in close proximity makes dudes go evil. <laughs> Obviously, I'm kidding. Or yes, am I? But, but uh, we've all known that chick. <laughs> we've all known that girl. The Danger Narn girl. Yeah. I know one. Her name's Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Danger Narn. Yeah. <laughs> she, says, she says, I have a magical vagina. <laughs> and good for her. Yes. yes. It seems to be that if, if a man sleeps with her, mm -hmm. he will have a steady girlfriend within three months. That seems to be the magic of her vagina. Interesting. Yes. But she also has a magical vagina in that everybody wants to be in it. Everyone. Men, women, everybody. 
Yeah, so that's kind of like the opposite of the Narn of Danger. It is a little bit. Yeah. Like yeah. Good things happen to you. Yes, yes, but it's also <laughs> dangerous because they fall in love with her. It's, it's not, ah. So they sleep with her, fall in love with her, get their hearts broken, and then end up in a steady relationship. That seems to be how it works. Interesting. Yeah, she has a magical vagina. I guess. I imagine it with like the unicorn sparkles and everything. <laughs> <laughs> like Harmony just shows yeah, like, up with like her she, shirt. She takes off her G-string and there's just like a chorus of, of angels. <laughs> and Harmony. And Harmony. With a unicorn shirt. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, she's manning in back. Yeah, like, with the glitter. Yeah. 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 Harmony would supply the glitter. Edible glitter, of course. Yeah. I would hope so. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, be- <laughs> before I interrupted Buffy, she interrupted Cameron. Uh, <laughs> she thanks him for a lovely time of listening uh, with, without romantic pressure. He says he's not a pressure guy and he wants to, for her to be comfortable. Buffy says she's so very comfy. She's actually sort of in the mood for a nap for some reason. <laughs> But then Cameron starts acting completely different. Uh, he, this is really weird segue too. He asks uh, if she's wearing a bra. Cameron, Buffy rarely wears bras except for when she's sleeping in a hospital bed. <laughs> we can't figure it out either. Oh uh, <laughs> but this is weird, right? He he yeah. goes for the kiss in a second, but we normally expect him to just go for the kiss, right? Yeah. I think I think this is the fish monster guest I mean, working yeah, on Cameron. Like the, okay, if if this were a scenario where I was wooing the chick, mm-hmm. um, I would say, "Oh, let me see if I can alleviate that boredom for you," and then go for the kiss. Right. Yeah. So he, you and know, he goes, and he has so no, he does it in the creepy way. He has shown zero signs of being creepy. No, and he <laughs> he's just, just like a nice dude until now, and boom, and he's a creeper. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's like the the DNA is waking up. So yeah, here's my theory about the fish monsters. Uh-huh. You get fish DNA and you swim better. And you get fish DNA mm-hmm. and you swim even better. And then you get enough fish DNA and, and you start to turn into a monster from the inside out. Right, right. And yep. it stretches you and it grows in you. And so it's like it's like a, a chick inside of an egg. Yeah, yeah. So, which is why people are like, ooh, why do I smell that? It's like the skin splitting open because like yeah. you're essentially, your skin suit's kind of rotting from the inside, uh-huh. just like sliding off of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so if he just at that moment reached peak fishiness... Where he was more fish than human, mm-hmm. kind of like, uh, you know, maybe maybe if someone's soul was suddenly um, right. taken away yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, under certain circumstances. Indeed. Indeed. Um, or if um, someone were to turn into a werewolf. Yeah. Or suddenly. get possessed by a hyena. Yeah. Or yeah. Uh, or take in too much magic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Or yeah. Um, decide she was an evil slayer. Yeah. And wanted to die. Uh-huh. Yeah. Something any like of, that. Any of yeah. these. Uh, there is a certain point of no return. Yeah. The moral event balance. horizon, let's say. Yes. That's a good term. The <laughs> to, event to, horizon. To, uh, to quote the TV trope, the moral event horizon. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So I think that's just where he, you know, something about him being around Buffy and, and being attracted to Buffy arouses. timing. Yeah. yeah. Just the timing of it. It is, I mean, so in a way, this is just like Angelus mm-hmm. of he's interested in her and it like quickens the, the experience. Yeah. I can totally yeah. see that. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of his, um, legitimate attraction for her taps into some kind of a primal thing. Yes. Yeah. And suddenly the fish is taking control. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and remember how assholeish Dodd was right before he monstered out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Buffy's all what? <laughs> <laughs> Cause seriously, what? Yeah. <laughs> You're so what, nice until like two seconds ago. And she is more covered. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, let's, totally. Let's just, let's just establish right now so we don't have to harp on it later. Mm-hmm. She is more covered 
than she typically is. She usually has spaghetti straps. She has still the short skirt, but yeah, yeah she usually has spaghetti straps on. And she has an on. iron skirt, but she's also wearing like boots. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, this is this is at least typical, if not more conservative, Buffy. Yeah, and yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, so he insists that. Uh, she can tell him about the bra. Well, you could just look at them, dude. I mean, they're right there. Well, he's never seen a pair of naked ones, so Apparently, how would he know? Like, doesn't he have a sister or something? It's like, oh, look, that's what a bra looks like. I mean, you see, you see people in bras all the time. You know when there's a bra or not a bra? I guess, maybe. Especially maybe? if you're a teenage dude. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he, uh, he gets all douchey and predatory and starts to hit on her, saying she's been thinking about this since the previous night. Buffy says she's getting out of the car now. <laughs> <laughs> but he locks the door. The window is open, though, so he's not thinking things through very well. He gets all forceful, creepy, telling her to relax because he's not going to hurt her. Buffy tells him that it's not her she's worried about. <laughs> and Cameron knows Buffy is a badass. He has seen she's a badass. Yeah. He, she dropped Dodd in the sand right in front of him. To make a switch like this, I think Cameron would either have to be a sociopath or tremendously stupid. And I really don't think he's either one of those things. Nope. Uh, he reaches for Buffy. Yes. Demons, really fucking smart. <laughs> really, really fucking, fucking stupid. stupid. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Especially something like this that is much more like a werewolf, where it's just running on predatory instinct and mm -hmm. has no rather sense of humanity in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he reaches for Buffy, telling her she likes it rough, and indeed she does. <laughs> <laughs> she grabs his wrist, and with about as much effort as it takes to open a can of tuna, slams his head forward and breaks his nose against the horn. <laughs> the look on her face. She's like, oh, Christ, really? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Give zero fucks Buffy is not watch, giving fucks right now. I can watch this little bit of this episode. <laughs> I watched over... it like five times I when I was doing the recap. Because <laughs> she's just so smooth about it. Yeah. He reaches for it. She's like, bam. Also, that is exactly the move. <laughs> well, he chooses, he, she takes his, yeah. his own weight and energy, pulls mm -hmm. him forward, gets him by the air, and smacks him. Yep. yep. That's exactly the move you want to do if someone has It looks has effortless. You and yep. props to Sarah Michelle Geller. That looked fucking effortless. <laughs> and that was her. <laughs> yeah, that was her. It was, it was and really And she's a well teeny tiny person. And she yep. pulled that off magnificently. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy finds herself in a stare-off with Snyder, who glares at her through the windshield and makes the clear finger gesture. <laughs> the school she's nurse. She's like, I would, but I'm locked. <laughs> yeah, just, she's, she's locked me in. I can't get out through this open window. She just rips off the door yeah. and like Awesome. <laughs> how slayers do doors you know she's yeah. just like that is absolutely how slayers do doors just like kind of sets it back there you go pat, pat. <laughs> it's okay the school nurse nurse greenley gives cameron an ice pack for his nose or possibly his wrist since buffy did a number on both of those uh if nurse greenley looks familiar to you gentle listeners it's because the actress has been in absolutely everything since 1974 in fact she was in the film network to which sander referred in the previous episode huh yeah Cameron is being a big baby about his injuries while Buffy is trying to explain to Snyder that Cameron went from nice guy to total fucker faster than even Buffy's ex-boyfriend managed to do. <laughs> <laughs> Snyder naturally says that Buffy caused everything that is wrong with the world, and he is also consistent from episode to episode. Uh, Cameron tells Snyder that Buffy led him on and then went schizo on him. See, he's either a sociopath or he's being influenced by the fishy drugs. This is a totally different guy. Yeah. This is totally. not Cameron. Well, and so he, it, it has to be the influence of the fish drugs from the point of view of story. Right. There is no reason for us to be shown this random ass character. Right. That we're not going to see for very much and longer. And see him being so nice before. Yeah. 
and, and so and actually, different now. And in a way that we don't get to see somebody be interested in Buffy right. and then suddenly have this turn. There is no other reason story-wise for us to waste time on him unless we're going to demonstrate that this is why the fish or this is what happens when the fish monster stuff gets to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that it's it's kind of we're also sort of setting ourselves ourselves up for it's okay when they're not good and we're not good to them. Right. You know. Because they are victims, it's hard to not feel bad for them, but they're also doing bad shit. Right. Which, but we could feel the same way about Oz. Yeah, it's true. You know, I mean, it's just, it's kind of saying, it's, I guess maybe I should, I could. I think it's, I think it's the reason that people have gotten confused about this episode and flipped it around Mm -hmm. because of this part. Um, Yeah. But he's, he is the one in danger. Just like Buffy says. Absolutely. It's not me I'm worried about. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to hurt you. (laughs) Yes. And (laughs) he's, yeah, he's, (laughs) Buffy's not in danger at any point. It is all him, either from Mm -hmm. Buffy or from what's going on with him and the fishy stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, to actually, to illustrate that, uh, Buffy takes a couple of reasonably threatening steps towards him and asks <laughs> uh, when she led him on. He scoffs at the way Buffy dresses and actually looks like she is wearing a bra. She is um, wearing a bra. Yeah. Plus, uh, she, it, that looks a little bit like the one girl in all the world black shirt to me. And, oh, sure as hell is. Yeah. Keep your distance, Cameron. Buffy's <laughs> even more dangerous when she's got that black shirt on. And Cordy's wearing white. Well, um, shadow people. Yeah. Yes. So that means that Buffy has all of it. Mm-hmm. Cordy's holding yes, none of it. <laughs> yeah. Buffy has all of it. Because Buffy is give zero fucks Buffy. Yes. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> I'm just going to take this, Cordy. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, Buffy seems rather confused about why she's getting this much shit um, about one of her more conservative outfits. Uh, when, <laughs> when the coach comes in, the coach declares that Cameron's nose is not broken and are you sure, coach? Because that looks really, really broken to me. See, something is already up with this whole situation. Is meant to inspire our impotent rage. <laughs> Cameron. Uh, <laughs> and we're supposed to be frustrated and angry about the unfair treatment Buffy is getting. But the coach is denying that Cameron's nose is broken when it's obviously broken. Yes. And the coach, I mean, I know it's Sunnydale colors, but he wears his red poncho this whole episode. Yeah. And... It's not in the way of like, oh yeah, Sunnydale is red and yellow. Everybody he could, he else, could be, he could be wearing a yellow polo with Sunnydale on it. He you could, know? but everyone else in this scene, the first time we see him, everyone else in the room is wearing black, white, or gray. So, so he's just like, what? That baby is sore. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> so pretty much, the show is calling out the threat immediately as soon as you yes, see him. Like this he's is the guy right there. We've already coded it with Jonathan. Um, yeah, and that I've had my nose broken three times. That's a broken nose. It's broken. It's broken. If you're puffy under your eyes, if your nose is like ridged like it's all, that. It's all misshapen. It is, it, if it's weirdly shaped. I mean, you can have a very slight dislocation, but it's still broken. It's blinding pain. <laughs> right. And I don't recommend it. <laughs> right. It has a broken <laughs> nose. The makeup people did a great job because that mm-hmm. looks like a broken nose. And, they were, and we're supposed to think that's a broken nose. Yes. And, and as long as we're paused, because I don't want to go on another rant, the last thing you want to do to a freshly broken nose, because it's going to fucking hurt like hell, is steam. <laughs> well, if there are fishy drugs and there you want yeah. to go right in. If you ever break your nose, just get it set by someone who knows what they're doing, because if they don't, it's going to heal funny, and then put some ice on it. And, and don't... Ice and ibuprofen and rest, and it's you're just going to feel like hell, and just live with it. And don't expose yourself to fishy drugs. Yes, and, and I actually just recommend not exposing yourself to things that are going to break your nose. Like vampire slayers. Yeah. I'm not allowed to play games where balls fly at my nose <laughs> good one Thanks. that was clueless for all you youngins it sure was <laughs> ew also, as if an, an amazing show oh yeah amazing absolutely <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Snyder is worried about Cameron's swimming abilities at the state championship, and the coach says 110% because uh, that's what coaches do. 110% with more 110% in it. Yes, completely mathematically impossible. Yeah, but coaches, you know. Uh, the coach <laughs> mentions that Cameron is the top swimmer, what with the whole Dodd situation. Buffy hops all over this one, asking what happened to Dodd. Snyder tells her to shush and mentions it's Buffy's fault Cameron might have trouble with the swimming. Don't swimmers wear like those plugs, or am I thinking of just synchronized? swimmers i know nothing about swimming it seems like you could swim without i mean i'm pretty sure they just wear goggles hmm. seems like you just open your mouth and like yeah i don't think i because i think when you take in such a deep breath you want to have both your nose and your uh, mouth okay. available I to take in because you're they just have a second to like and then they're back under gotcha. so i let us know general listeners info at diagenesclubpodcast.com yeah I don't know. That's what, as, as long as we're here yes just definitely go the, just go to the website yeah Dodgers Club Podcast. It's a cool website. We it's a stuff. really great website. We're we're putting more and more stuff on there as I as my schedule frees up from training. Yeah, we both yeah. have crazy t- kind of times at work. Yeah, uh, so, so there there will be stuff. Just go in, subscribe to everything, mm-hmm. and uh, and check back regularly. And there will be really cool stuff as we're able to put it up. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, the coach tells Cameron that he should go to the steam room, and as Nard mentioned, that's a horrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> On so but, many uh, levels. But, uh-oh, yeah, so, yeah, because of course the coach tells him that. I'm sure the fishy drugs will take care of his obviously broken nose in a big hurry. The coach tells the nurse, whom he addresses as Ruthie, to take care of Cameron, and she says she always does. Yep. That just got creepy in mm-hmm. my head. Ew. Well, they are being violated in a big way. Yeah. Uh, the coach tell, then tells Buffy to dress more appropriately because she isn't at a dance club. Poor Buffy. She, <laughs> she even looks at Snyder for some backup. <laughs> but he just smirks. <laughs> Meanwhile, Cameron does the douche nod from under his ice pack. Poor little baby. <laughs> in the library, Buffy is telling her friends about her morning. I feel Buffy. I know. I, I love it. I feel I love this, this in every fiber of my being. I love this. She's going on and on, and midway through her summation, she realizes how it may have looked since Cameron is rather beat up. And Buffy, uh, the very small person, is completely unmust. <laughs> <laughs> she rightfully she she's rightfully offended that the swim team is getting special treatment, uh, especially since this is going a lot farther than fixing grades. Things would have been pretty dire if Cameron had started acting all rapey and dickheaded with a non-vampire slayer, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, during Buffy's rant, we see Giles, Xander, and Willow, and they all wearily look up at her from their books. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Well, and part of it is that Xander's the only one really acting in metaphor in this episode, I feel like. Yeah, but uh, Willow is setting herself up for the future. She is, yeah. Giles Giles is kind of out of the action. Yeah, I mean, he's still, he's not going to be back with it until Buffy's gone. Right. And he realizes that Buffy's gone. Right, he's kind of the absent parent right now. Yeah, he is. Mm -hmm. I mean, understandably, his girlfriend's dead. Absolutely. Um, So he gets to be there, but he's, I think, in a way, we have to check him out. You know, so... Jenny's Check out Giles? Death. Yeah. Okay. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> girl. I think, uh, <laughs> I think we're all fine checking out Giles, yes, no matter are. what our orientations Indeed are. Indeed we are. Um, <laughs> but no, like, I think, you know, so Jenny's death did so many different things, story-wise and plot-wise and, and working with the mythology of, of mm-hmm. Buffy as well. Um, but it also gives us a reason to remove Giles a little bit, because so much of what happens wouldn't have happened if he was heavily involved. Right. We need him to be a step back. Um, for everything to move forward. Absolutely. Otherwise, the mind would be able to control everything and keep everything from going off yeah, the rails. Yeah, he's, he's the, I mean, he's the watcher. He could just walk Buffy through this process the way that watchers have walked Slayers oh, through yeah. this process, you know, totally. for 
what thousands of years yeah totally but he's he's gone right. understandably um yeah and then yeah willow's busy too and yep, setting so, herself up for her future so basically we just have slayer and heart yeah <laughs> and they're great i love those two pieces but they don't yeah, and but, oh and and shadow self and shadow self yes we have the shadow Cordelia is heavily involved in all this stuff we are but the three of them let's just say i'm really glad that they at least have giles and willow to do the research yes <laughs> well remember remember in bad eggs when buffy and sandy were trying yes, to look exactly the books what, that's exactly what i was just thinking of where they're like uh and figure out the bizarre <laughs> good thing giles left those books out yeah because otherwise it'd just be slayer's a blunt instrument i mean buffy's yeah. a buffy is in in a lot of subjects buffy is an extremely bright gal she just doesn't like research no she doesn't she's she not doesn't research like girl at all. No. you know she gets she... better at it over time but, but it's yeah, not but a she's, strong suit. she's the one i mean she's she has said it herself before like give me the thing i'll go kick the thing's ass and then you know just tell me what i need to know i'm gonna go kill it and i'll come back you know yeah. we'll have food or something yeah <laughs> yeah so it, it's a good thing that the other two are at least present physically yes. but they are not acting in a metaphorical sense right and that's allowing her to be more false layer and i love yeah, that absolutely but they, it's also that separation they're not feeling her the way i'm feeling her and they're like <laughs> yeah, i know it's so great really <laughs> buffy buffy <laughs> concludes with pointing out how the swim team guys have been a bunch of jerks and and rant <laughs> <laughs> Buffy asks what they're up to. <laughs> and, and again, just, just take a note of their outfits. I'm not going to go into it, but just take a note of their outfits. Just yes. Take a little look. <laughs> Giles is delighted that the rant is over. And <laughs> he tells Buffy that Dodd, the Dodd suit was found on the beach. <laughs> uh, Buffy's friends, will notice, aren't really concerned about Cameron's attempted uh, sexual assault. We could read this as a commentary on how women aren't taking, taken seriously when they report sexual violence. And I think that's a valid read. However, this whole episode is about exceptionalism. Buffy was obviously never really in danger. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Cameron is a human with normal human strength. Buffy herself will say in a later episode that uh, up until that point, she had never in her life felt like a victim, including we can conclude during this incident. Yeah. Uh, or the one with Xander. Or right, it's yeah. it isn't until about a year, two years, but what two years later? About two yeah. years later from now, that Buffy will say she felt like a victim. Yeah, um, and I think this is more exploration of exceptional rules for exceptional people. Right or wrong, Buffy's friends logically don't think this is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Cameron tried something and he got his ass handed to him, and end of story. And when Buffy really is in danger of being raped from Spike, everybody takes it they, seriously. Yes, they do, and they do not accept him back, and they even ostracize her to a certain degree yep. when when she's trying to make amends yes yep. with him after he gets his soul yep. so there are huge consequences yeah, for that so we this is definitely not a universe where we don't take buffy seriously right. when she's been assaulted this is just like i mean this is like um <laughs> it was like a mosquito bit me yeah you know <laughs> and i killed it well it's okay and, and a story it's like <laughs> it's like well a dog attacked me a dog a chihuahua you oh. know a little you know, well, not a dog, like a stuffed dog. I like, sat on it and I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so back to the Dodd suit. Uh, Buffy asks if Dodd was the victim of a sneaky vampire, but no, not unless it was a vampire with a potato peeler because there, <laughs> <laughs> there, was, <laughs> uh, there was nothing but skin and cartilage left. Xander announces dramatically that it was not, in fact, a boating accident. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Buffy Slayer CSIs wondering if perhaps someone has eaten Dodd's guts. And Willow says he was eaten like an Oreo. 
um, which we just yep. we, that's, that, that's that what prompted happened. Prompted the uh, the yep. Oreo trip right there. Yeah, and uh, and um, <laughs> we don't get grossed out. No, no, no. <laughs> we really uh, <laughs> and I mean that's of course assuming that that people only eat the filling in Oreos. Uh, I don't do that. Um, <laughs> the whole Oreo for me, thank you. All. Yes. Uh, Giles informs them that Snyder has asked the faculty to keep this gruesome little discovery on the down low. Giles says this is to prevent freaking out the students, and Xander very correctly says that means don't freak out the swim team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the conclusion so far is that they're looking for something that eats people but doesn't like to eat the skin. Buffy doesn't think any of this makes any sense, and Xander says what we're all thinking, the skin is the best part. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Buffy snarks about demons with high cholesterol and gets a look from Giles. Awesomely, she aims the pointing finger at him and tells him, you're going to think about that later, mister, and you're going to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't know better, I'd say that Buffy really enjoyed beating the shit out of Cameron. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Good for you, Buffy. <laughs> I, I think it was a little cathartic to beat up somebody who suddenly turned from romantic to evil. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And since he was demon at the time, we don't care. Yep. And this this Buffy is the Buffy that Faith is trying to bring out. Yes. This is the Slayer Buffy. We like Slayer Buffy. We love Slayer Buffy. <laughs> She's so <funny. laughs> oh, and, and Xander is right there with her. I just oh, he's love, Slayer Heart. Slayer Heart's all about this kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> In the steam room, it looks like Cameron has followed the coach's orders. Something is creeping up on him, though. It's the coach. <laughs> 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 the coach tells him he's had enough of the steaming for now and sends him to the showers. Xander is overloaded on research and heading for the vending machine. Cameron bumps into him, though, and gets all dickheaded about it. Xander gives him a sarcastic bow, because Xander has faced Angelus and Drusilla, Cameron. Don't push it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cameron calls him a loser, and see, like I was saying earlier, if Cameron had been like this before this episode started, Buffy wouldn't have had anything to do with him. Yeah. I mean, she knew who he was before he turned into this different Cameron. Anyway, Xander taunts Cameron about his busted nose, further taunting him about Buffy not being on his list of privileges <laughs> after totally all. totally surrogating in for Buffy. He's oh, yeah. full metaphor heart right here. <laughs> Absolutely. <Like> just... <laughs> neener, neener, poopy pants is what yes. he's doing. Yes. <laughs> he could do like the Ben Glory switch back and yeah, forth between Buffy and him here, and it would be beautiful. Absolutely. <laughs> he gets all of Cameron's face, too. Cameron snarls that Xander is lucky he's hungry and then brags about how he gets access to the cafeteria. Xander scoffs, but Cameron does indeed go right in, though he doesn't have a key card or anything. The cafeteria was totally open. Xander could have gone in there anytime he wanted. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever, Cameron. <laughs> so Cameron has noticed that there's a foul stench in the cafeteria, and we know from the beginning of the episode that's not a good sign. Xander is trying to decide between grape and orange and orange and grape. Uh, when he hears a scream and some thumping, he follows the sound into the cafeteria and finds a nice, fresh Cameron suit. Admirably, he doesn't puke. I absolutely would puke everywhere. He does a good job of not puking. I would puke. Yeah. <laughs> a whole big old pile of Cameron suit. Yeah. Fresh, nasty, stinky yeah. skin. Probably slightly fermented if not rotten because it, it tears yeah, awfully well, easily and, and it tears the, like tissue paper well the steaming is what makes me think rot because yeah. in at, okay out on the beach yeah you a person would steam it was a, if it they was were a cold night open. right um but we're talking like room temperature yep. i mean at at minimum like 65 yeah it, it's school. some kind of a it's almost like a chemical process in there that's like an exothermic yeah, reaction or but something. uh you know but rot does produce heat indeed it does yeah 
So um, Xander turns, and there's a giant fish monster just right in front of him. Uh, he lets out a little <laughs> shriek, and I would too, man. That thing is right there with the roaring and the roar. Yeah. <laughs> he was able to get away, though, because we next see him in the library trying to work with Cordelia on a composite sketch of the suspect. <laughs> the mouth is more downward, is the verdict. Cordy is frustrated. She puts down the pad and takes a little walk to cool off. Gotta say, that drawing is way better than I could have done. With me, Xander would have gotten a, like a stick fish monster <laughs> with little legs, like at best. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad, Cordy. I think Cordy and Giles bonded while they were trying to identify Dirk Hinderstadt because she goes over to him and Giles immediately starts teasing Xander about <laughs> whether that's, that's what the monster that he saw. <laughs> it's cute. It is really cute. Xander says that it was dark and the thing hopped out the window and he isn't sure and he's pretty sure but it was scary. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very not so much Xander. Yeah, very damsel. Mhm. Very very damsel. This is yep. this is the typical typical babbling we get from a female victim of something supernatural. Yeah, on a show that's not this one. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um Cordy wants him to say he ran like a woman. <laughs> Xander <laughs> says that anyone would true enough. Well, except for one person. In order to demonstrate who that person is, Willow and Buffy come in, and Willow tells them Buffy was right. Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) We are applying some of the same logic we did during the episode, which uh, Dodd and Cameron were the best swimmers, which instead of making them... Uh, making the third fastest swimmer gauge the prime suspect um, as it would have in which, uh, it makes him the likely next person suit. Hmm. Cordy somberly mourns the death of their chances in the state championship. (laughs) (laughs) She's having trouble finding the strength to go on and cheerlead. And Xander teases her and she gives him a snarky little glare. So cute. It's cute. (laughs) I do love that couple. They're so cute. Uh, Giles wonders if revenge might be a motive. Buffy wonders if someone brought forth the sea monster from whence it came to exact that revenge. (laughs) Well, snap, Buffy. (laughs) That was awesome. From whence it came? Buffy is horrified and blames Giles. And Giles (laughs) is delighted. (laughs) (laughs) Xander wonders who would hate the swim team enough to make person suits out of them. And everyone looks at him. He says, you know, besides him. (laughs) (laughs) Willow raises her hand and Buffy calls on her. (laughs) She suggests Jonathan because of the waterboarding. Uh, Willow's instincts are right on, but about a year or so too early. Well done, Willow. Buffy thinks Jonathan is as likely a suspect as anyone and tells Willow she should interrogate him. This makes Willow very happy. She vows to crack him like an egg. So we're getting future. We're getting glimpses of future Jonathan and a future Willow. Yes, we are. Uh And uh, later on, they will both be wearing red. Yes, they should. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Giles suggests that in the meantime, Buffy should be Gage's bodyguard. Buffy departs. <laughs> <laughs> Xander asks what he should do, and Cordy says he should practice manly running. Xander, <laughs> Xander covers his chest protectively. <laughs> it is adorable. <laughs> Buffy, as she will later admit, is not so good at undercover work. Buffy, <laughs> yeah. is, Buffy and, is too stealth, as Angel is to diplomacy. Yes, and she is wearing <laughs> bright purple she we is. don't see buffy in this color like she's trying, a few times she's trying to put on a spy outfit and yeah, she's all like fucked it up just doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't work it's like it's like the last time she tried to go all covert she was wearing like the animal print fluffy right. blanket yeah in uh, yes in yes. i robot you jane absolutely <laughs> she just doesn't do it <laughs> so yeah we, we see her in purple later so, on in the series but we don't see her in purple no. up till now very much and it's like pow you know i think <laughs> 
I could swear the only time that Buffy really is good at stealth is when Faith's there because they dress in black. Yeah. There's a whole thing about them dressing in black and sneaking mm-hmm. into like, well, the mayor's it's, office. It's a lot easier to be stealthy with somebody else to show you how to be. And I think the combination of the two of them just makes them just by orders of magnet stronger. Oh, yeah. And better at everything. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like she just doesn't. I think she feels silly or right. something. And so she just. No, I couldn't wear all black. That would be silly. Something to wear this bright purple fucking thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do normal people wear who aren't slayers? <laughs> Shit. It's it's, uh, it's it's kind of the equivalent of like say a gay person trying to dress straight, or or a wizard trying to dress like a muggle. Yes, it's <laughs> yeah yeah definitely the wizards and muggles. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I just I think of like uh, in um, in the birdcage when Albert comes oh out in the suit God. and then crosses his legs and he's got bright pink <laughs> socks on. It's like one does want a touch of color. <laughs> Totally. That's what it makes me think of. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, yes, absolutely. I, I fully agree with that. So basically, she's holding a magazine and staring at Gage so intently that he feels the burning white hot Slayer gaze as he's playing his Game Boy. He glances over at her and Buffy does that what I wasn't looking at you reactionary head snap back to her magazine, which is, by the way, upside down. And then she realizes it's upside down. She gets that little tiny like... Oh. Oh, crap. <laughs> crap. <laughs> Instead of waterboarding him, Willow is interrogating Jonathan using the light in the eyes method made famous by spy movies and Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Willow, the profiler of the group, has discovered that Jonathan has unsuccessfully tried out for the swim team twice in the past. He has asthma, he says. Willow asks if he resented that, and perhaps resented the swim team for pushing him around. Jonathan doesn't deny either of these things. Willow asks if he wanted revenge. He sees five lights, doesn't he? Uh, Jonathan... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jonathan admits it. Wow, that was easy. Um, (laughs) Willow delights in her power, not for the last time. She does have a dark Willow glimmer in her eye, doesn't she? Yes, she does. And she's wearing red and so is Jonathan, like I said before. And it's, um, she's doing the wrong thing. Yes, she is. And he did the wrong thing. And she's enjoying it. She's enjoying it. And he's, he's kind of acting both in danger and he also peed in the pool. Right. So, you know, like... (laughs) Don't pee in the pool. Yeah, it, it, guys. This, is, this is definitely <laughs> it's definitely a little uh, lookout in the future, guys. Because, yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, They're both putting... showing tendencies here that are not so good. Yes. And also, Jonathan's talent is not calling on monsters. Oh, that's Andrews, right? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. Andrews. Yes. Jonathan's is shape-shifting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're even accusing him of the wrong thing. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, she tells Jonathan, so you delved into the black arts and conjured up a hell beast from the ocean's depths to wreak your vengeance. Well, well, no. He did pee in the pool, though. Willow is disappointed. (laughs) And then grossed out. (laughs) Oh. 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 (laughs) Snyder and the coach are discussing the state of the dwindling swim team. They're mostly worried about the other swimmers finding out. Snyder talks about what a terrible tragedy it is to lose Cameron and the other one. (laughs) Right. So let's stop there. (laughs) Uh, It's the guys who are the victims in this episode. They're being used like the empty flesh bags they end up being, you know? Yeah. Snyder doesn't have any idea who they are. They're only valuable to him and to the coach for their swimming prowess. They're being drugged to the point that they're turning into monsters. And that fits with the 
Cameron theory pretty well. Mm -hmm. He was a nice guy before. It turned him into a rapey dick face when, and it wasn't him. And from what Xander described, Dodd was just a goofball before he started picking on Jonathan and making a victim out of Jonathan too. So Willow isn't a victim in this episode. Neither is Cordy. Neither is Buffy. It's the guys. Yeah. Xander is mocked for not being manly enough, and he's got more coming up. Cameron, Dodd, and eventually Gage are used until their bodies are torn apart, and they lose their humanity. Wow. Jonathan is a victim of everyone except for Buffy, but including Willow. Buffy, even though her intentions are good, beats up on humans in this episode, starting with Dodd and Cameron. Uh, in the Zeppo, Xander will finally get an idea of what kind of man he wants to be, and his earlier exchange with Cordy is a tiny preview of that. Like I said, there will be more of this with Xander in a few minutes. It's an interesting episode for him, though. It is. It's a really interesting episode mm -hmm. for him. Um, he has a lot more power, and it's like he's this, the adversity of our reverse misogyny. Mm -hmm. um, going on in this episode actually gives him more power. Like he's able to explore a different part of himself yeah. because he's not having to front. And that's he, what he explores in the Zeppo. Yeah. Finding his place in the group. And by having had, his power taken away. Yes. And he, and in the Zeppo, he kind of finds what is traditionally a female space at the end. and is very happy there. Yeah, that's very true. And, and same thing with here. He's just, he's just kind of the, the thing that just left my head. Um, Kitten. Kittens. Mm -hmm. Kittens. Okay. Uh, but no, he's by taking away his mask, his, the need for him to be masculinely right. powerful, he, where he's able to actually take on his real power. And that exactly. is by just being Xander. It's, exactly. Yeah. And that's, and this is, I mean, that's, this is sort of, I love how they've, they've got these little pieces of Zeppo all along here mm -hmm. uh, throughout these episodes. There are a, few, a couple episodes we, oh, we were talking about it too, um, where this, I mean, this is really where Xander's starting to grapple with it. You know, he's, Cordy calls him out on, you know, being girly in these couple of situations. And he's kind of, you can tell, he's kind of processing. Like, is that bad? Yeah. Is it bad to be? To, like, run like a girl, scream like a girl, whatever? I can take care of myself and take care of my friends. Okay, I'll try to do the swim team thing. I'll see if that feels good. And mm -hmm. he tries it and it doesn't feel good. Yeah, and he does it without consulting the group. Right, he exactly. He decides that this is what he's going to do. And yep. when he walks in and sees them there, he's surprised. Yeah, it, it, yeah it's, a, it's absolutely his own idea. Yeah. And he has his own agency. Um, and... Yeah, he he will he'll explore this a lot throughout the the entire you know the entire show. Um, but it really it's from here to the Zeppo where mm -hmm. re he really starts looking for his place yeah. in the group, and he finds um and he finds what is traditionally a female space, and yeah. he and he fits perfectly there. That's true, and there is I mean you kind of mentioned that the the struggle that that men and boys go through mm -hmm. of trying to figure out who they are, and I I, I hate to say there's there's a I'm having a brain problem today. Um, I think there's so many possibilities mm -hmm. with so little resistance. Right. You know, with, with so many roles, especially for straight, cis, white males, mm -hmm. um, that you could really kind of be anything as long as your economic reinforcement is there. So you could, as long as you can pay to go to school, you can go to school and be pretty much anything. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's, it seems like freedom, but there's not a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that. that's the shame of it is that um, that men are still not encouraged as much as they should be to go into nursing and yeah. and jobs that are traditionally thought of as female jobs. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's a shame. Um, men are great in those jobs. Yeah. Just like women are great in those jobs, just like women are great in the traditionally men's jobs. And men that's are, true. I mean, it's, uh, you know, we've said many times we're full equality on this show yeah. <laughs> and well, in our lives. Um, and 
there's just nothing wrong with a with a man not being big macho, you know, crush, crush, kill, kill, destroy. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but it's, I mean, I guess I, I sort of, part of the, what's comfortable about Buffy, at least for me, is that Buffy is trying to live in sort of a man's world all the yes, time. Yes, she is. Because she's strong like a man mm-hmm. and she does the, the more masculine saving. Yeah, and, and, she, and she gravitates, I mean, in her relationship with Angel, she gravitated towards the male, you know, traditionally yeah. the male role. She walked him home, totally. she did all this stuff, she's and always it, protecting him. Yeah, and that's what comes <laughs> naturally for her, but it's also a bit of a struggle. She experiences resistance. Mm-hmm. and But it's in that resistance that you kind of feel where you want to be. And I can't I can't imagine what it would be like to have that resistance suddenly gone. Cause I feel that right. I feel that all the time. I'm always going against stereotype. Right. And so, you know, to feel that sudden dearth would be really weird. And it seems like it would be kind of nice to have some resistance. If all you feel is just whatever you can just do whatever. And you can, you can be a sexist pig and still make it by in the world because well, you're, you're aforementioned cis white man. Right. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's, I, and I can't tell which way we're going as a society, honestly. I mean, ideally, we'd want to close off the, the sexism on both sides of it mm-hmm. and make total, you know, egalitarianism and all that kind of stuff in the middle, no matter mm-hmm. what you are. Um, I can't quite tell we're, which direction we're going as a society. It'll I, be interesting to find out. I think we're going in all of them. I think so, too. Maybe that's why I'm having trouble. <laughs> I think we're uh, just, right now, we're just going in all of them, and that's fine. Because that's what, that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is, it's a really interesting study in how men can be in the, at least in the, in the Buffy verse, mm-hmm. how they get to be when they don't have to play in the masculine space and they're not right. having to hold that, that energy. You know, we have, we have, um, what's his Cameron? Yeah. Cameron. Um, what's his Cameron? <laughs> what's <his> Cameron? <laughs> yeah. We have Cameron, you know, like confiding in Buffy immediately without having to go through all the yeah. macho posing. Talking about then, this woman he idolizes, talking about how much he loves yeah. the ocean, this female space. switches to masculine, that's what's jarring. Right. And we have Xander being accused of running like a woman and he's able to kind of like play in that mm-hmm. a little bit. And we give the women the power. Well, because Courtney's of... the one who accuse, who's really kind of sexist in including in accusing him of, of running like a woman. Yeah. Sexist in both directions, like running a woman is bad mm-hmm. and that he accusing him of doing that yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know so she's playing in that resistance space where she's going against type yep um but we also give women power in this episode and they get to play with oh, that yeah. a little bit and, too and it, it's, and the interesting it's just part, fun yeah it, absolutely and the interesting part to me is they they don't do the thing where we we see a lot where the women get into power and everything's better it's just the same with women mm-hmm. in power in this one it's just flipped yeah you know they're sexist. <laughs> they yeah. ogle the female gaze is all over the place. So it's it's sort of saying that perhaps all of these things that we say are just boys being boys are really just the powerful being powerful. The powerful being powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. Like if I had been back in the Mad Men days, would I have sexually harassed my secretary? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not above that kind of thing at all. <laughs> it's just whatever is socially acceptable for you is yeah. what you do. It's it's yeah. I mean, are, are we all are we all better people than all the other people? No, it's it, no. we're all just people. Where we fuck up, we don't fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> it is all down to the standards you hold yourself to. Absolutely. And and to a certain degree, the standards that society holds you to. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, back to the show. Um, <laughs> Snyder tells the coach the old lie about how supposed the supposedly dead swimmers would want nothing more than for their team than to win the championship. Uh huh. I'm sure they really <laughs> care about that. Snyder. Uh, the coach is all for it, but he says his team needs a few more people on it, or they won't be in- allowed to compete. Apparently, the person doesn't need to be able to swim. Even Q Zander listening in. <laughs> <laughs> At the bronze, Buffy has completely flipped around her usual scenario, which tends to involve being stalked by vampires, and she's stalking Gage again. 
Eat some more. And Gage is in red, so he's definitely not turning into a fish, but he's in danger. He is super in danger, and you guys. he will soon be in more danger. A lot of it. Yeah. Uh, she moves from obviously staring him at him from the bar to obviously staring at him <laughs> from behind a pillar. <laughs> Gage has had enough of this gender role reversal, <laughs> though he's going to be damseled whether he likes it or not. He asks what Buffy is doing. She claims to be a swimming groupie. <laughs> 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 oh, she tried. Uh, he's not buying it because Buffy gives zero fucks, and it's pretty <laughs> obvious. Uh, and he goes to leave, so Buffy confesses that she's going to be his knight in shining armor, or shining black coat, I guess. Uh, Gage thinks she's crazy, calling her, rather creatively, a twisted sister. Well, Buffy's not going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> he gets all in Buffy's face and says Cameron told him all about her games. Well, she punches too, Gage. I'm guessing Cameron mentioned that while bleeding profusely. Uh, <laughs> you're going to be a damsel and you're going to like it, mister. <laughs> <laughs> we can see from Buffy's expression that he's managed to irritate and offend the Slayer. Never a good idea. <laughs> he walks outside muttering about the psycho bitch, and all right, I know that's not nice, but he's also under the influence of the fish drugs, and Buffy has been psychotically stalking him for hours. Mm -hmm. He acted like he didn't believe Buffy about his friends being dead, but at the same time, he hasn't heard from them, so he's also scared. Yeah, well, and if you didn't know, if you hadn't been in danger, if you'd say, Ben, cis, white, straight, male... Mm -hmm. And not wandering around Sunnydale at night looking and, at and all these and, and an you athlete know. and stuff, he might have been rescued by Buffy or been in a position to be rescued by Buffy by now, and he would know the truth about her. Right. But he doesn't know anything he's, about he's Buffy. He's lived, lived a very privileged life. Yes. He and, has never seen a scary vampire. And most likely all he's heard about her is that she killed her stepdad. Right. And uh, she <laughs> was, was she's just like, like her rap sheet, because on right. paper... Buffy looks pretty bad. She does. <laughs> Me too. Uh, <laughs> I also look bad on paper. I feel you, Buffy. It's <laughs> I look great on paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and what is surprisingly not the worst thing that's going to happen to Gage in this episode, a friendly stranger strolls out of the darkness, He's asking really if Gage dead. is perchance talking about Buffy. Oh, Angelus. Hi, Angelus. Oh, wow. we miss you when you're not around, you bastard. He's looking... Okay, so... Oh my god, so this is This is all we're going to get from Angelus, mm -hmm. but it's reinforcing my theory that after um, being possessed and feeling what he felt for Buffy... He's not doing okay. Oh, yeah, no. Because no. he looks yeah. more dead. Like, he just looks so pale and so wan and, and he's, so he's, desperate. Well, he's going to start turning people. Yeah. Which is a whole different thing. Well, the, the, this is turning people to get to Buffy. Now, that's moves that we don't see until the first with Spike. Well, Sp and, well Spike tried it with uh, Sheila, but... That was different. That was no, that, just that was different. That was I mean, like we're, playful. We're talking. We're talking like how could you treat a poor woman so or whatever? What was that? How could you? No. How could you? Oh. I had that in my head this week too. <laughs> I don't know if that's good to have it stuck in your head. Like seriously, last yeah. two days I've had that damn thing in my head. So we must have been thinking along the same lines. How could yeah? How could how could you use a good a poor maiden? How how could you use a poor maiden? So yes, yeah. <laughs> that's a long time. 
Um, so no, we're we're in how could you use a poor maiden so territory of this where Spike was actually being taken over by the first evil right. and triggered with a song yeah. from his past. Like the Angelus is voluntarily doing things that the first evil had to plot for. Right. Well it's um and we'll I mean and we'll see it with Faith too, uh once she loses hope. Um mm-hmm. that um it's I mean serial killer wise you'd say they're decompensating. Yeah. I know. They're they're just they're starting to fall apart and the wheels are coming off and mm-hmm. it's self destruction time and Angelus, you know, he's he's got some testosterone, so he's gonna destroy the world too. Um yeah. Faith just wanted to die. <laughs> but you see, I mean, exactly the same kind of stuff going on with their thought processes. Um yeah, I mean, they both realize it's not gonna work with Buffy. They can't be with Buffy the way they want. And so it's time to either destroy everything or die yourself yeah and he's he is in his own process on that and we just see this tiny yep any bitty glimpse yep he's he's not looking good no he doesn't look good he's not looking good and he's not making smart choices no i mean he's he's he is i mean as well as being really stupid he's also really smart so (laughs) he usually is able to like the big plans not so good but it's usually his little plans are pretty tight yeah. This one is not a good plan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, you're walking out, obviously, on the Slayer. She's probably going to be following you in just a minute. Let me go ahead and attack you right now. Yeah, and turn you, even though it takes a day to turn? Yep. No. I mean, yeah. and he obviously thinks that that Gage is, like, her Buffy's boyfriend now, because it would mean something really big to her to have Gage turned. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess... Well, to, to Angela's, stalking is love. Right. So, it's Buffy... True. <laughs> He saw Buffy following Gage. And he thought, <laughs> He's like, oh, uh-uh. <laughs> oh, that's probably true. She's stalking him. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> she must love him. <laughs> that's that's got to be love right there. Yeah, I mean, oh, he wasn't even that awesome. different for Angel. Like, how long did he kind of, like, shadow Buffy? Until oh, he, he never he stops. Yeah, no, he he never stops stalking Buffy. <laughs> Not into his own show does he stop stalking Buffy. <laughs> I mean, the girl in question, he's still stalking <laughs> Buffy. That's his last season. Well, he lurks. <laughs> Lurk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Gage asks Angelus how he knew he was talking about Buffy and Angelus says they had a thing once upon a time and how it was the biggest mistake of his life maybe he's channeling Angel here because it worked out pretty well for Angelus uh-huh. but like you were saying he's starting to not feel so hot about this situation yeah I think Angel's starting to push on him like he was pushing on Angel interesting I mean, uh, but if it wasn't <laughs> If if Angel hadn't met Buffy, Angelus would still be involuntarily listening to Barry Manilow. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So he got a pretty on the surface. He should be really happy mm-hmm. that Angel and Buffy got together. But yeah, he's got he's not doing well. No, at he got, all. He got infected. Yeah, he's, he's thinking of another way out. This and, isn't working. And y'all will be shocked at how much we can learn from Faith. And what she goes through about Angelus, and we go through. This is true. <laughs> it's no, it's very truth. close. Um, we can't wait to get to those episodes. Well, especially since Faith just talks about it. Yeah. <laughs> Angelus doesn't say, well, this happened to me, and now I really want to destroy the world. But Faith will. Mm-hmm. Faith is going to tell you everything. And well, we can learn about Faith all these from Sunnydale. Right. <laughs> exactly. She doesn't have, she doesn't bottle, she doesn't have she Sunnydale syndrome. Yeah, she didn't, Faith didn't live there long enough to bottle. <laughs> no, you could just, you gotta be there you for a while. You could just ask her. She yeah. will chain you up and tell you how she feels about you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She'll chain you up and tell you about her childhood. Mm-hmm. You know, just cause yep. she wants to. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll get a lot of insight about what has been going on with Angelus through this whole season when Faith shows up and goes through the same process. Yes. And the Greek myths 
back up the theory. I promise yeah. I will have those up by the time we get to those. But you got to focus on your paying job. I am. You'll get I am. It, you know. But, you know, I promise I will have a lot more Greek mythology up so you'll have more basis for us. Mm-hmm. We just, we, and we're going to do a very special episode, but we just don't have time to go into that in every single one of these. So I'm yep. kind of, I'm mentioning stuff, yep. but you're going to have to watch the blog. Yeah. Um, in order to get all the full scoop because yep. there's just too much. And we'll find a, a, a spot to go back and go through the stuff that's covered in the blog and sum it all up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Probably um, at the end of this season if we can, but we'll see. Maybe. It we'll depends on if we see. have enough stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Uh, uh, so Gage is all, yeah, okay, totally dead looking guy in the alley. <laughs> I don't really need to hear this right now and start to walk away. But of course, Ed, if, if Gage is anything like his actor is like, oh, hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. that's what I'd be thinking. Aren't is, you good looking? Yes, uh, you're a little dead, but I don't care. <laughs> Look at you. Uh, but Angelus was trained by Darla. So he's good at reeling people in just like Darla reeled him in in an alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go back and forth about how Buffy's sort of strange. Angelus says, who does she think she is? The chosen one? <laughs> The fourth wall says, (laughs) (laughs) Ow. (laughs) They decide somebody needs to take Buffy down a couple of pegs, and it sure sounds like Angelus is planning to turn Cage and sick him on Buffy. Uh, He says he's recruiting and starts with the biting. Buffy strolls out just in time to hear Gage's panicked damselly screaming (laughs) and runs over. Notably, Gage is screaming specifically for Buffy. He hasn't even seen that she's out of the bronze yet, but he's screaming, Buffy, help. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> See, he was irritated because she'd been stalking him and freaked because he can't find his friends anywhere and he's been exposed to the fish drugs, like I said. But he's a student at Sunnydale High, so he knows that when you're being attacked by something freaky, you yell for Buffy and she comes and saves you. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> something is off though there's something wrong with gage's blood angela stops feeding and dumps him on the onto the ground spitting out mouthfuls of it in disgust buffy runs up and kicks angela in the face and then improvises a steak out of the chopstick she's using in her hair good job buffy as is required in this situation she shakes her hair out as she removes the chopstick and angela says why miss summers you're beautiful It's so fun. I love it. I'm going to miss one, him. One more little 50s. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just a little 50s nod. Yep. To, uh, to the, uh, the you know, James Bond uh, shaking out of the hair. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I'm going to miss him. I know. Oh. I love Angel. We won't see him again for a long time. A long time. And then that's really fun, too. Oh, that is so much fun. Yeah. Speaking of Faith's badassery. Holy mother. Yeah. That is such a great sequence of episodes over an angel. It is. Well, so, so my favorites in all of television, that little cluster of episodes. Mm -hmm. So good. Yeah. Uh, he picks up Gage and throws him at Buffy, literally at her, (laughs) uh, and then runs off spitting out the yucky blood as he goes. And we were talking about this when we were watching it. This gotta be like drinking milk that's gone. Yeah. You know, like you you take a big old drink of milk, like, oh yeah, I love this milk. Oh, yeah. God. So disappointing for Angelus. Yeah, he just keeps spitting. It's really well acted. Like it it's, just seems it like must he's have just been got this just lingering. Bitter. I think it's bitterness that would have yes. to. It has to be now, really bitter tasting. And I have a theory. Part of the reason Gage doesn't turn quite as quickly is because he has some of his blood taken out. See, and and I and that actually supports something I was thinking as well. Uh, because he's being uh, this sort of testosterone influenced dickhead like Dodd and Cameron, mm-hmm. and then then uh, Angelus takes some of the blood. Yeah, and, and he goes back to being nice, sweet guy. He yeah, was. and 
at the end, Angel, er, Angel? at the end, Xander <laughs> says that um, he's getting plasma transfusions. Yep. To solve the problem. Well, and and part of our our theory is that there's that we talked about a long time ago. I think uh, probably with the master we talked about this is mm-hmm. the process of uh, biting someone, and if you're a vampire and you're drinking their blood, you're also giving them some kind of energy back. Yes. Because it's an exchange. Yeah. Uh, you 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 bite them. Uh, you are and it's sort of like a paralytic because we mm-hmm. see people who don't really struggle when they're being bitten by a vampire. When you think they really really would, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of go limp. Well, even well, even, even yeah, even Faith. Yeah. I mean, you think Faith would be kicking and screaming, even though in that scenario, she, yeah, she's kind of playing possum. But still, you think to sell it, mm-hmm. she'd be you know kicking and screaming and everything. Um, but yeah, Buffy, Faith, even Slayers go kind of limp when they're bitten by a vampire. Um, so it seems to have some kind of paralytic effect, and there's a process that happens. The biting gets the process started. The feeding continues the process. And then the person dies and does all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I mean, I would imagine that Gage got a dose of this, whatever energy exchange kind of thing. And it reset him back to being a normal, nice dude. Yeah. That makes um, sense. And, but it, the process of the, the what fisherating, I guess. <laughs> the fishing. The, the, the fish- fishing. Yeah, the fishing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the the fishing is still happening in his body, so because that, that biological process has already gotten started, so there's nothing to stop that. Mm-hmm. But the other side effects have been what, like a pressure valve has been released on those, and mm-hmm. he's yeah from the biting. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Uh, realizing that there really are scary monsters in the world is all Gage needed to be on Team Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> he feels the punctures in his neck and asks Buffy is Evangelis is the thing that killed Cameron. And Buffy says, that was something else. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> yeah, she's just not hiding any of it. Yeah. She's like, yeah. Uh, she gives zero fucks, Buffy. Yep. Uh, Gage is even more freaked out by, by that, but Buffy explains that there are a lot of the something else is roaming around Sunnydale. She goes to leave, but Gage asks if she'll walk him home. <laughs> See, it's just better to embrace being a damsel around Buffy. And she just does this little like head jerk, like, Ugh, like all right, come, come on. on. <laughs> come on. Fine. Fine. Which is also reminiscent of when she walks Angel home. Yeah. She, she's walked guys home before. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure they get there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, sadly this won't help Gage, but at least he gets home. Okay. Uh, at swim practice, Buffy and Willow have brought popcorn, and they're joined by Cordelia <laughs> watching the guys in and Speedos. Cordelia's dress. I want that dress. Oh, I love it. She looks so good. It's kind of mod. Yeah, you know? it is. It's well, cool. all three of them look great. Like, Willow's got this kind of 70s thing mm-hmm. going on, and then, yeah, we have the, like, 60s mod, and then Buffy's, like, borrowed Joyce's clothes. Yeah. She looks look like, sharp. She looks great, yeah, but, but she in, looks like Joyce. Yeah, and yes. in a minute, she channels Joyce so hard. Yeah, she does. <laughs> uh, Gage stops swimming and gazes up at Buffy and waves. Buffy waves back indulgently. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Cordy asks, "What is up with Angelus and the blood?" Uh, Willow thinks Gage had too much blood or had too much blood in him, and somehow Angelus got full. Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> it's like eyes bigger than his stomach. Okay. Uh, Buffy 
Buffy knows, though. Slayer CSI has concluded that there's something in Gage's blood. She's thinking steroids. And Buffy, damn girl, you go with that shit. Yeah. That's really close. She's really good. Yeah, oh, she's so close. Yeah. Her brain's out of the picture. Her Sorry, her mind's out of the picture. Uh-huh. So, you know, she's she's having to do a little bit. Well, she's she just gives well. her a fucks Buffy. She's all Slayer, and Slayers are yeah. really good at this kind of thing. Yes, she's honed. <laughs> yes, she is honing in a big way. <laughs> and, yep, uh, Willow says they've had some behavioral changes, and I start feeling really good about the theory that Cameron was just never like that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cordy says it definitely explains how they've suddenly been able to kick ass at swimming. Willow wonders if the steroids in their blood are attracting the fish monster and tempting it with the tasty steroid guts. It's close enough for now. <laughs> uh, Buffy asks Cordy how the fish monster research is going, but they've come up with, as Cordy says, Zippo. Mm-hmm. Close. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and an odd thing for Cordy to say, so it sticks out. Yes, it does. I, I kind of went, huh. uh-huh. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> uh, no matching seed demons or anything even close, really. She calls Xander uh, Chicken Little, and the girls, <laughs> the girls chuckle mockingly a bit. Interesting. But then Cordy's distracted by Xander in a Speedo. Adorably, she's distracted before she knows it's Xander in a Speedo. <laughs> And when we were initially talking about this episode before we had a podcast and we were just sending a few hundred texts about Buffy every week, uh, this scene, <laughs> <laughs> this scene seemed, scene seemed really out of place in this episode, uh, because as we've discussed, we had both gotten caught up in the, the conventional narrative for Go Fish, where Buffy is the victim of the patriarchy or whatever. So mm-hmm. this scene never made sense. Xander in this scene is a total sex object and the girls, especially Cordy are ogling him like a piece of meat. Yes. And then even tease him about it. Yes. And I just, I love the reveal when we're going up and we get the wow chicka wow. I know. Well, the camera, because the camera does the long pan up the body, which is usually the male gaze. Yes. But this time it is blatantly the female gaze yes. objectifying and Xander. the female gaze doesn't work like that. It goes face and then around. Not this when they, time. When they do heat tracking with, with female right. eyes. Oh, you mean the actual literal? Yeah. yeah, like the literal. So we are, we are mimicking the male it gaze. It is the male gaze. Yep. So we're yes. saying that these ladies are fully maleified yes. if we're going to go with gender stereotypes. Yep. And yep. We go all the way up, and then we see the faces. <gasps> Xander, <laughs> she's delighted, and she's she's even more salty goodness on Xander in this moment. Oh, than so she much was more. With yes. Angel, yes, absolutely. That's saying something. Yeah. I mean, Way to go, Xander. I know. <laughs> Don't fuck it up. Oh, wait, you will. Yeah. Uh, so uh, with a new read on this episode, this scene fits perfectly. Xander is on the swim team now, uh, so he's going to be one of the victims. He's being objectified, and soon the coach will start exposing him to the fish drugs, which violates him. Uh, he's already been mocked for not being manly enough, which has, along with wanting to be one of the popular guys, driven him into being uh, put in this vulnerable position. It's a really interesting episode when you break it down like that. Yeah, it really is. Uh, it's, uh, it's a major social commentary, no matter which way you look at it. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even when I was looking at it from the less female empowered way, mm-hmm. it's an interesting, like, yeah. it's an interesting conversation to have. And I, I like it. I like it this way because it's like the bizarro world kind of thing. And you find out that the women are going to act just like the guys do. Yeah. No, it really is. I, I like that turn. Yep. Um, and it sets us up for so many different movements. Mm-hmm. Like you uh, like you said. And it, um, you know, I also think it fits that canon of something major is coming. And so the world feels weird. Yes. You know, because we're also, as much as we're Slayer Buffy, we're, we're seeing Slayer Buffy. We're not seeing emotional Buffy. And so we're on the external again. Mm-hmm. We're looking at Buffy from the outside yep. and watching just her actions and how she is in the world instead of what 
her interpretation of that oh, is. Oh, right. Buffy's telling us everything is fine when everything is not fine. Yeah. I mean, she's, we... she's gone to that point where it's like, you know, we would get glimpses as the viewer mm-hmm. of what's really going on with Buffy. But Buffy has, is, gives zero fucks Buffy. She has shut everybody out in preparation for this huge battle she has to have. Yeah. And we had the same thing in Prophecy Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the same thing in Surprise. And mm-hmm. we will have the same thing in Dracula. And a couple others. Yeah. Um, as we as we go along, we are external from Buffy, so we get to watch her actually be herself. Yeah. And that's when she looks the most badass. If we see Buffy truly being a badass, we know we're not in Buffy's head. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to be that. She no. wants to be the slayer in name, but she not the slayer in... She wants to be a girly in... girl. Yeah, She exactly. wants to be the cute little girly girl who gets to shop and get her nails done and occasionally kill monsters. Yeah, and it is, and is still called the one girl in all the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, but but in she this, yeah. she doesn't want the She doesn't want the daily grind of slaying yeah pretty yeah. much so in this we're seeing an, an external point of view which fits with our something is coming mm-hmm. something supernatural and changing is in the works yeah um and probably something uh that can't be helped prophecy wise yeah for just sure. like angelus couldn't be helped because of prophecy a cathla that was the whole reason that angel was brought to sunnydale was mm-hmm. to stop a cathla yep and prophecy girl she had to die so these are we can watch and see that these movements are happening. Something that can't be helped is happening when we're external from Buffy as well. Absolutely. Very oh, it's the good storytelling yeah. is so intelligent. <laughs> it's fantastic. It just it? kills me. This yes. is just a rinky dink little show. They had like they had like a ten dollar budget. I know. And like they didn't think anybody was watching. Mm-hmm. And they were just doing this thing that nobody had ever done before and doing it better than anybody's ever done since. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's pretty insane. good. It is pretty good. <laughs> uh, Xander grabs one of those uh, floaty, floaty board things. Um, <laughs> paddleboard? Uh, sure. I think it's a paddleboard. Let's go with that. Paddleboard. Yeah. Uh, I had a lot of swimming lessons. I'm pretty sure it's a paddleboard. I did too. I just don't remember any of them. Yeah. Uh, so he, I, he, uh, how great would it have been if you had the floaties? Oh my God, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he covers his speedo area with it. Uh, <laughs> Cordy demands to know what he's doing and he says he's undercover. Buffy and Willow stare at the co- his covered area and tease him about not being very covered up at all. And that's where Joyce is. Yes. Watch Buffy, and she goes full Joyce. Full Joyce. Tips yes. of hair to tips of toes. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Cordy tells him to get out before someone kicks him, uh, <laughs> kicks him out of the pool area for not actually being on the swim team. But Xander says that he really is on the team. He tried out the previous night, and he's in. Cordy likes this a lot. <laughs> he says that he'll be keeping track of Gage when Gage is in Buffy-proof areas like the dude's locker room. Willow continues the well if xander were doing this i'd call it sexually harassing his friend or at least making his friend uncomfortable so i'm absolutely going to call it that when willow does it she brings up uh (laughs) yeah yeah big time yeah this is exactly what xander does to buffy yeah but possibly a little worse yeah Uh, she brings up how because she's super gay (laughs) (laughs) don't beard on your friends (laughs) i know she brings up how he'll be nude or changing and buffy smacks her one (laughs) Uh, and buffy is amused but i'm also thinking buffy is like easy yeah it makes us all uncomfortable when people do that no matter what gender it is Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and this is especially bad because willow knows that xander is feeling extremely vulnerable and extremely literally naked yeah do you remember his nightmare oh yeah this is his nightmare absolutely it is and that's and that's yeah. the one part of the nightmare he didn't punch. That's true. <laughs> so it actually did come true. Yeah. Oh my god, that actually did come true. 
<laughs> we just stared at each other. We were just like... <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. the only part doesn't doesn't come true of his stuff is the clown thing because he punched the clown and overcame his fear, but everything yeah. else does. Uh huh. Holy crap! Yeah, this show man. I know. Show. And, yeah. Show. Actually, he's he's actually in less than he was in his dream. Way less. Yes. Way less. Yes. <laughs> so working out more too. <laughs> yes. He looks good. He looks really good. He does. He um, looks really good. They actually told him to stop working out. Okay, he was good. At a certain point, it, it's in about. This season he gets really 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 buff and yeah and they're like oh, okay this isn't this isn't sander and 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 uh nicholas brendan today he's super buff mm-hmm. his arms are huge well it's part Big of guy. His, it's part of his rehab is to keep yeah. himself in really good well, he shape looks, he looks fantastic he's just he does. He, but he has yeah. a he has a, a propensity to grow huge muscles mm-hmm. uh, so like yeah us. We <laughs> yeah. have that propensity. Yeah, we also do. I've started working out. I have a gym on site at my work, and I started working out again. I can barely fit into my pants, yeah. and not because I'm not because I'm fat. Yeah, it's, that's, my, it's I, the shirts I have a hard time. Yeah. Like they get the yeah. No, I just have really heroic thighs. Oh, mine are the calves. I got big calves. I have I have heroic calves as well, but it's mostly my I like, heroic. I like thighs. heroic. I think that's better. Yeah, like that's that. a that's an Alex term. Yeah, I like it. yeah, <laughs> like like Athena. <laughs> Yes. Yes. I have, I, have, I have the thighs of Athena. <laughs> I have heroic legs. Actually, I have, I have smaller thighs. I have the calves of Athena. <laughs> I cannot wear socks because they cut into my leg. No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> you get those diabetic kind. The diabetic socks. <laughs> I actually, I that was I wanted to name a band the diabetic socks, but I could never figure out an instrument to play in a band. Wouldn't that Banjo. be a great? Wouldn't that be great though? The diabetic yeah. socks. The diabetic. Now socks. playing. I like that. The whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not playing at the Hyperion Hotel. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, so what really I was doing here is really, really bad. Because when when Xander has done this to Buffy, uh, Buffy hasn't felt vulnerable like this. Buffy's the Slayer. Buffy knows that she could kick his ass if she wanted to. Mm-hmm. If he gets out of line, she's just gonna smack him a little bit. Yeah. Um, and she is confident enough, and she's okay with it. But here, I mean, this is kind of wow, Willow. Yeah. But Willow's kind of basking in all the power that she's gotten with the interrogations and everything, and she gets way out of control and just calm the fuck down, Willow. Yeah, also and you know, she's still in a relationship. Yeah. So just yeah. by by Buffy rules, I think it's fine to objectify other people if you're in a relationship. Whatever. You know, just keep it in your pants. Well it's you're fine. not you're not dead. You're yeah. you know, you're like, just married or whatever. Yeah. Um but <laughs> just you don't know, do anything. Like, yeah, but she's saying this out loud around people who and know her boyfriend. Yeah, I mean she's she is dating Oz still. We haven't seen him in a few episodes, but she is definitely still dating him. Yeah, she is. And uh as she and reminded she does us this. at the beginning of last episode. Right. <laughs> relationships are wonderful. Everybody should have a relationship. <laughs> and she, I mean and she's doing this right in front of Xander's freaking girlfriend. Like, what yeah, are you doing? She's friends with well, power hungry and mm-hmm. and magic hungry i was just on my rewatch i just barely went past the one where she goes on her magic bender oh yeah it's dawn yeah and that's those bad are, those are hard episodes yeah Ugh. um and not and like hard in the good way in the in the like working through issues kind of way yeah um but you know that's but yeah this is part of that's part of willow absolutely and i tell you watch out for the nice ones <laughs> it is always the nice ones Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the type A personalities. Look out for the type A personalities. Yeah. They're a little too easily jostled. Yep. <laughs> and they can be type A about anything. <laughs> uh, so the coach tells Xander to get back to work and stop with the flirting. And he does. <laughs> while Cordy revels in dating a guy on the swim team and Willow stares. He uh, tries to cover his butt with like, I know, his, his, his little, little cap. Little cap. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> and Buffy announces that Cordelia can 
Day happy. Oh, Buffy. I mean, not on this show, but Buffy, stop yeah. it. Well, didn't know. Still, no. yeah. still, still, yeah. Call I think Buffy. she was just trying to be all Slayer snark. I think she was too, and she yeah. didn't mean it. But call Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she wants her shadow self to talk. <laughs> like, <laughs> take this snark with you. I can't. I just want to be a girly girl. Um, while Cordy continues to watch Zender as he gets ready to dive in the pool, Buffy asks what Willow found out from Jonathan. Willow says that Jonathan isn't the culprit, except that he did pee in the pool. Uh, the girls give this an O. And then go back to watching Xander, who does a rather magnificent belly flop into the pee pool. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. Yep. <laughs> pretty much exactly how it went with Willow, too. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> oh, ew. Uh, in the steam room, Xander is trying to fill the uncomfortable silence with questions. <laughs> He's not enjoying the stifling atmosphere of the steam room so much. Uh, we do, however, pan uh, down to see some claws poking through a drain. Buffy is pacing outside the locker room. Xander comes out and tells Buffy that Gage is right behind him. Xander, you had one job. <laughs> and it's a good thing you didn't do it, too, because he might have torn you into little pieces. Yes, it's true. <laughs> Xander tags Buffy and in for more Gage watching. Gage is almost done getting dressed when he smells something. Uh-oh. He's in the locker room of death, too. None of this is good. No. <laughs> he does what all of us do in this situation and smells himself to make sure it isn't him. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, then he walks around the locker room trying to figure out where the stank it's, is coming it, from. It's kind of like when you smell something burning on the freeway, and so you turn on recirc in your car to make sure it's not your car. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did yes. you ever do that? Uh, well, well wait, when, when I had when it. you had a car. When I was still driving. Yeah. Yes, absolutely I did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh Bubby hears him screaming and runs in. She finds him face to face with a big smelly fish monster and pushes him out of the way so she can get in position to fight it. Uh, she doesn't, though. Nor does it make a move to attack her. Gage is still screaming, and she tries to figure out what's wrong with him, since the fish monster didn't seem to have attacked him at all. Yes, and he's not in red. No. Might I add, he was in red before Angelus uh -huh. hunted him. But not now. And bit him. Yep, but not now. So... The danger is within. Yes. <laughs> because, oh, it's, oh. The call yeah. is coming Ga from inside the house. Yeah, because Gage <laughs> is a fish monster. Uh, <laughs> and this practical effect. It's really good. Amazing. Yeah, his his skin rips apart, re revealing the fish monster's chest underneath his... Yeah, his, uh, yeah. like Superman? Yeah, but yeah. with skin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then... Uh, it com his skin all completely drops away, and now there are two fish monsters. And Buffy, uh, <laughs> the totally out of her element vampire slayer. Um, <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. She, she's definitely getting a look like, what the hell is, god damn it, these are not vampires. These aren't vampires. These are not vampires. What am I doing in here with not vampires? And she has a little worried look, which previously I had interpreted as, um, as like worry for herself. But now it's like shit. These are people. Exactly, and and we'll see that we'll see that in the fights, especially mm -hmm. the last fight. Yeah, um, yeah, and they they start taking swipes at her, and and Buffy does look a little concerned, but they're not really going for it too much, you know. Uh, she starts whomping on them with various objects, but kind of gently, mm -hmm. um, until one of them takes a bite out of her. Now. This must have hurt because we've seen Buffy get wounded a lot and we will see her get wounded a lot more. And she's never made more than the patented irritated Slayer grunt, but she actually <laughs> screams. 
I, I, I can't think of another time Buffy screams in pain. I'm sure there are some, but I mean, she gets horribly wounded pretty frequently. And this, but this one kind of stood out. Yeah, it does stand out. Well, and I think it part of it goes back to our theory about her and being emotionally involved or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like watching the guy she's supposed to protect turn into the thing she was going to protect. Oh, uh, she had a dip in confidence. I'm pretty sure she had a dip in confidence and slayer ability and just like, well, now, now what? You yeah. know. Because it's, uh, I also think there's probably a little PTSD going on about like a nice guy turning into a demon. Yeah, probably. Like yeah. the demon within has come out. I mean, because this is just. She's starting to think she has the Narn of Danger. Yeah. <laughs> so like this is, this is kind of Vangelis all over again mm-hmm. after she was just reminded of him. So I, I bet she had a little bit of a dip right there. She's trying not to hurt them. Right. Um, you know, but yeah, like. I bet it hurt like hell. And those teeth are sharp. Yeah, they probably have yeah. shark teeth. They do. They, they. Yeah, yeah. like the rose. Uh, they, they look very spiky. It's a, yeah, it's kind of a sharky kind of, spiky, yeah. but long spiky. Yeah. yeah. But I bet they have extra rows in back. I bet oh, it's probably. like a shark where they grow forward. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. it is probably. Yeah. So that would suck. Yeah. 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 Uh, the coach runs in and helps Buffy as the fish monsters slide across the floor and into the open drain. Which is an awful lot of effort for him to go to when he's just going to try and kill her later. Yeah. He's still trying to pretend he's nice. That's true. Yeah. He's, start, he's trying to get away with it still. Well, he hasn't passed the... Moral event Moral horizon. Event horizon it's of, true. Of actually, of actively killing somebody That's else. That's a very good point. So, and it makes yeah. him go really crazy. Uh, <laughs> that tends to happen. Yep. We see that theme in a lot of different places. Absolutely. In Buffy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the nurse is bandaging Buffy's arm and telling her she'll probably, she probably won't need stitches, but that she should go see a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how how much of a hit Buffy's confidence I, took. I, I mean, I, I, like, whatever the, whatever made them do that, can it be transmitted through saliva? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so you don't want a Slayer fish monster. <laughs> no, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, Unstoppable. <laughs> Land, sea, and air. Um, <laughs> She'd be Aquaman. Yeah, she would. <laughs> um, I'd I'd bet. I mean, I'm betting. The most, this probably took like 10 hours to heal up, even if, even if she's feeling a little hit in confidence. Mm-hmm. I don't think this was a bad one for her to heal. Uh, Giles is there, thankfully, and asks if Buffy's okay. Uh, Buffy seems a little embarrassed more than anything, uh, that she got bitten by fish monsters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Giles tells the coach that on the positive side, his team isn't dead. Buffy says that the negative side is that they're fish monsters now. Um, the coach claims to have no idea how this could have happened, and Giles seems immediately skeptical. But the coach claims that his team's success seemed like a happy little miracle, and he decided to go along with it. Giles suggests that the swimmers were maybe taking some steroids on the side, and asks the coach if he considered that, but the coach says he was afraid of the truth. Willow hacks into the team's medical records, <laughs> because <laughs> enough of this business. So, this little bit's interesting. Oh, yes. All right. So, one, I noticed in this scene, because we've been doing this a few times, like we said, the mind's out of the picture. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, we have the Scoobies meeting separately from Giles. Like they started to when Giles flipped out about thinking that the ghost was Jenny. Yeah. In the last and, episode. Yeah. So now they're meeting in Jenny's classroom mm-hmm. and now Willow's classroom yeah. um, and having their own kind of conferences because the mind is checked out. One. Yeah. Two. Post run-in with Angelus, mm-hmm. Buffy's next costume was black and blue. She's bruised. Interesting. Uh, we see the similar combo in uh, Spike. It's almost exactly the same color combo in Spike. Way, way, way forward when he's driven crazy by the first. Oh, yeah. And he's trying to look like Spike again, but he can't. He's all, he's literally black and blue. Right. And now after that, after Buffy's decided to get the Slayer back and she's trying to get back in Slayer mode, all of a sudden she's in white and black like Angel. 
standing here in the little Scooby office. Which is our indication that she needs to make a choice soon. Yeah. Not in so, this episode, but yeah. soon. But great motivation. Like, her injury makes her change into something else. It's a great right. motivation to change the costuming yeah. and change the interpretation of her character yeah. mid-scene without making it go day-night again. Very nice. So it's a really nice little mechanic where we have to cut her shirt open and stuff like yeah. that. But and, that black and blue, she was kind of a... I mean, she well, was and, in power, but she was kind of hurting. Well, and now she's back to her... This is the point where she's back in her one girl and all of her black shirt, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be ass-kick attack. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, Willow hacks into the team's medical records and finds that Dodd had a torn tendon, tendon of some kind, and Gage had a fractured wrist, depression, and headaches. So there are signs of using steroids, they conclude. But Xander's not sure that turning into a fish monster is part of the usual drill. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Buffy notices that Nurse, Nurse Greenlee is uh, the one who treated all the guys, so she must have had some idea of what was up. Willow wonders why the guy... Or wait, does she not have her black shirt yet? Oh, no, she's got her white shirt. Okay. So she's white and black. Okay. She's going to put a black leather coat on soon. I'll just go back a tad. Buffy notices that Nurse Greenlee is the one who treated all the guys, so she must have had an idea of what was up. Willow wonders why the guys would take the risk, but Buffy knows what it is to be an excep exceptional person, so she explains that the drawbacks are sometimes worth the benefits. Uh, I'll trust Buffy's opinion on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Xander comments on how the best athletes have always been given perks. Uh, Buffy compares this to her own situation, saying that she slays evil and isn't revered by her classmates, though she is she just doesn't know it yet and that her teachers don't even know who she is but she's missing the bigger picture she didn't have to worry at all when cameron got all rapey not even a little bit mm -hmm. and that's a really really big perk being able to kick almost anything's ass yes <laughs> yeah and not ever in your life feeling like a victim mm -hmm. until two years from now yeah. That's a big perk. Yeah. That is a huge perk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and more than she will know. Because you don't appreciate what you already have until it's been taken away and you can get it back. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Xander wonders if taking... If, uh, wow. Xander wonders if talking to the nurse is the next step. And Willow's all about more interrogations. But Buffy says it's late enough that the nurse has probably gone home. Buffy is giving orders and we like to see that. She tells Xander to find out... Uh, how the steroids or fish drugs are being administered. Uh, Willow asks uh, what Buffy will be doing, and it turns out she'll be going fishing with her surrogate dad and a tranquilizer gun. <laughs> Fun. Our dad just used normal fishing gear. Yeah. <laughs> and wormies. Yes, wormies. Yes. Wormies. Uh, in the sewers. I love how Buffy is right at home in these situations. Yeah. yeah. Now she's wearing her black leather coat, so we know uh, it's yes. ass-kicking time, just in case. Yes, indeed. They're in ankle-deep water, and Giles is a little jumpy, so Buffy stops him from trying to shoot a rat with a tranquilizer dart. <laughs> it could be. It could be a leaving from Amy. You don't yeah. know. Somebody who pissed her off. Little Hecate rat. <laughs> the whole city is just full of Hecate rats. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> uh, they go through a passageway with Buffy in the lead, and they're most definitely being followed by one of the fish monsters. In the steam room, Xander is also not great at undercover. Oh, he's so <laughs> undercover. Well, he is, after all, Buffy's heart. Indeed, he sure and is, he is isn't he? vibing with her as hard as he has yep. ever vibed with Buffy. They are in sync, man. Yep. What if he's, yeah, as metaphors and as these amazing platonic straight friends. Yes. I love that they kind of relationship. They are working so well together, because yep. they... I think 
there's a recognition that they should keep Willow away from the action. It's unspoken. Yeah, they should. Yeah. But yeah, I think they're kind of recognizing that it's sort of on the two of them. Yeah. Because yeah, the shadow self is going to just go, ew. <laughs> ew. <laughs> ew. 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 Uh, he just comes right out and asks where the steroids are. <laughs> <laughs> this works, though. One of the guys tells him that it's in the steam, and Xander starts to freak the fuck <laughs> out. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's nice. <gasps> just hold my breath now. <laughs> uh, at, at the pool, Nurse Greenlee and the coach are arguing. She's suddenly gotten a conscience about the steroids, and he hasn't uh he <laughs> says that they are just so close to the perfect mix they should definitely keep going and um see how many fish monsters they can get hope they don't get more fish monsters i'm not really understanding his logic here but okay well this is the mad scientist brain yes it is this, he's being the quintessential 50s mad scientist mm -hmm. moving forward regardless of what's going on he's gonna go all in yep push all of his chips in and just see what happens mm -hmm. he's not gonna stop Yep. Even though this is horrible. He is yet another Prometheus allegory. Yeah, absolutely. In our is. show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says that he doesn't stand for anything but the best. And she points out that they're going to be great at the swimming, but also, you know, fish monsters. She <laughs> says he's lost three and he says they aren't lost at all. They're right in this pool of water he throws her into. <laughs> <laughs> she splashes down and asks him what the fuck he thinks he's doing. <laughs> he says that he's looking out for his boys. They're still a happy little team, you see, and it's past their feeding time. He slides the grate closed and calls her a quitter, and then she's eaten by fish monsters. That's about all that goes. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, and we discussed the morality of this really quickly. Oh, and, yeah. And we, did, we agreed we were fine with it. We're fine with it. Yeah. It's, I mean, she, she participated in this whole thing just because she got a conscience at the end. After three guys. Okay. After the first kid, <laughs> after Dodd turns into a damn fish monster, you go to the cops and you're like, I've been feeding these kids steroids along with the or coach. Or at the very least, you discontinue the treatments. Yeah. At the very least. They'll burn all the notes yeah. and throw all the fish monster juice away or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Leave Sunnydale. Exactly. You can get out of Do the... something. Don't wait for yeah. three <laughs> kids get turned into these things and a bunch of other kids poison. Yeah. And That's fucked up. There are two people, there are three people thrown into this pit of despair mm -hmm. and two people who are killed instantly. Yes. And the two who are killed instantly are the ones responsible. Yep. It's, I mean, it's once in a while on Buffy, we will see some eye for an eye vengeance. Mm -hmm. uh, not done by Buffy. Yeah, Buffy but, can't do vengeance. Nobody on the and no people can actually do vengeance. But people uh, can get their comeuppance. Yes, the environment, the yes. environs, uh, the powers that be, even the Hellmouth can exact its own vengeance. Yeah, it's just like hyenas, hyena yep. dude. Absolutely, eaten. yes. Yeah. Yep. Humans who betray the code are mm -hmm. hoist on their own petard. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much, and this this also fits with the whole Greek mythology thing, where it's like, well, you you did something wrong, right? And you will have logical consequences. Yep. And this is a logical consequence. Yeah. It's very eye for an eye. Yeah. You, you made human-eating fish monsters. You're going to get eaten by a human-eating fish monster. Oh, congratulations. Yep. yep. And if you want your human-eating fish monsters to do something else to somebody, well, you might have that delivered upon you, too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> kind of a... Well, it's, it's a, you know, the the uh, what you send out comes back threefold kind oh, of a thing. Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah. It's very The Craft. Yeah, I totally need to watch The Craft again, man. Yeah, we should watch The Craft. I love that show. It's a good show. <laughs> In the library, Xander is pacing. <laughs> he's told Giles about the fish drug steam, and he's now in mid-meltdown about how he's going to be turning into a fish monster. Uh, Buffy assures him that one exposure probably isn't going to turn him. Uh, she tells him not to break out the tartar sauce, actually, is what she says. 
<laughs> the look on <laughs> the look on Xander's face tells her that it wasn't just once with the steam room. Three times, apparently. <laughs> Three times a fish monster. Three times a fish monster. <laughs> uh, he's, he's been in the steam room. There is a chorus of oh from Willow and Buffy and whoa from Cordy. <laughs> Cordy is having a bit of a crisis as well, saying that dating the lame, unpopular guy is one thing, but dating an actual fish monster is a whole different deal. She refers to the creature from the Blue Lagoon, and Xander gets one of his best lines in the whole series with... Black Lagoon. The creature from the Blue Lagoon was Brooke Shields. (laughs) 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 He's mad that Cordy isn't being supportive, but since we've all already watched this show, we know that Cordy just says whatever is in her head, and we see later in the episode that her true feelings are very different. Buffy sizes up the situation and whispers to Willow and Giles that they'd better lock up the swim team. It definitely seems like it seems like she's worried that Xander's behavior isn't just because he's freaked out about the fish drug exposure, but also that she knows these guys start acting weird if they've been exposed to this stuff. Yeah. I mean, why would she not just say that to everybody? Mm-hmm. She says it very quietly. Yeah. Okay. Just in case. Yeah, just in case. Xander's starting to be weird from the fish juice. Yeah. <laughs> Giles has the excellent point that they should get a sample of the fish drugs to the hospital so the toxicologist can create an antidote from it. I would imagine that Sunnydale has some pretty brilliant toxicologists. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They probably all flock there to sell you all all the weird shit. Uh, (laughs) Willow jumps up and says she'll have a chat with Nurse Greenlee. Buffy has noticed how very into interrogations Willow is. Well done, Buffy. Please keep an eye on that, yes? And Willow's still in red, I believe, here. Yeah, well, she's getting out of control. Yeah. Uh, Willow jokes... About not leaving any marks. Yeah. Buffy, keep an eye on that, please. Yeah. 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 So, so there there might be more lots. skin suits being, yeah. <laughs> yeah. being taken yes, off of people. Yes, lots of skin suits that might just pop off of folks. Yeah. For good reason. But yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to shit yourselves when I tell you what that one's all about from Greek mythology. Oh, yeah. excellent. I'm not even going to talk about it till it happens. Yes, do not spoil it's me. Just... It's going to be very good. No, that's <laughs> my favorite that I've come across so far. Excellent. So um, Buffy is now rocking her one girl in all the world black shirt. So we're not surprised <laughs> when she tells Giles she's going to go talk to the coach because she is really, really not believing his bullshit anymore. Mm-hmm. And she's wearing that. This is the off outfit. For me. So she's got the, the black shirt. That's mm-hmm. normal. But then she has like tan pants and, and Converse on. Right. Well, she didn't. I don't know. I mean, it's not a criticism. It's just. Huh. I think I think it's give zero fucks Buffy. Yeah. I, I think, think it she's is, like, I mean, look, it's it comfy. It looks comfortable. But like she looks, it looks like someone traveled into the future, saw what people wear right now, and then just took it back and put her in that. Because it's, it's like, like the pants aren't, they're kind of like leggings. You know, actually it. It, it looks she like looks, what I wear. She looks like season seven Buffy. She does. Yeah, she the does. Ultimate, she like... The ultimate gives her a fucks Buffy in yeah. season seven. Oh, totally. Because I mean, Buffy starts wearing like cargo pants with like the stakes in the pockets and all this kind of stuff yeah, in season seven. Yeah, but she's seven. still girly on top. But like, yeah. you know. Yeah, interesting. Uh, the coach is already being all snippy about this whole thing. She calls, he calls, uh, he calls Buffy Missy, which um, you might not want to do that, coach. Ted did that, and look what happened to him. Yeah, which is another harkening back, <laughs> back to, to the Ted. 50s. Yep. <laughs> Buffy yep. taunts him, saying how she's imagining him in jail in a pretty orange 
prison outfit, and we <laughs> notice that he's leading her toward the big pool of water that he dumped Nurse Greenlee into so she could be eaten. Uh, he tries to deny it again, but Buffy's done. <laughs> <laughs> she demands to know what is in the steam. The coach gives in, which should worry Buffy, but then she's used to talking to vampires who will spill their entire plan and then run off, leaving her with everything but a roadmap to fo foiling their evil schemes. And she didn't watch enough James Bond movies or read enough comic books. Right. I think she's just used to vampires. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, they always tell you their plan, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit, I forgot. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I forgot about humans. <laughs> so the coach tells her that after the Soviet Union collapsed, some documents got out. Turns out that they were experimenting with fish DNA and their Olympic swimmers. They couldn't get it figured out, though, but the coach did because he's on the Hellmouth, and mm -hmm. science just needs a little extra Hellmouth sometimes, like with <laughs> building a robot, let's say. Um, yeah. the or, or three. Yeah. <laughs> the USSR was using tarpon and mako shark in uh, DNA. That would explain the teeth and the frowny mouth that Xander was talking about. That's a combination of those two fish. Oh. Mm -hmm. uh, Buffy has... No fucking idea why he would do something like this. And it turns out it really was just to win the state high school state championship well, in swimming. California's a big state. Yeah. Lots well, of ocean. That's okay. Yeah. That doesn't seem like sufficient motive to me, but okay. Um, I, I can't understand why people get psyched about half the shit they get psyched about. So, true. you know, like, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Buffy says this whole thing is done and the coach accuses her of not having school spirit <laughs> see Sunnydale is absolutely Mayberry <laughs> yes he grabs a gun off his desk and points it at her and Buffy is surprised at how quickly that all escalated <laughs> I think she's wondering if the coach was exposed to the fish meds or if he's just batshit crazy I'm wondering as well what do we think batshit crazy Old school um, patriarch trying to dominate a young generation? Like, what are we talking about here? Well, he chose to do the fish experiments before he was exposed to the chemicals. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm going to go with batshit crazy. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all I can... No, totally. Well, I mean, we know, we already know from Snyder's introduction in this episode that they're having a hard time coming up with qualified sane teachers. Very true. So... So... It's not like he can replace the coach. I mean, they're going to have to now, but... Oh, yeah. I don't think they do. I think they just don't have a swim team anymore. No, probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like we said, we don't ever see that swimming pool ever again. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, I think he's just batshit crazy and decided to do some some weird science. Yeah. He seems he seems pretty batshit crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, he tells Buffy to climb through the grate he tossed Nurse Greenlee into, and Buffy does a magnificent eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> But she does opt to get in rather than getting shot. Plenty of time for getting shot, Buffy. No need to rush it. <laughs> oh, oh, ow. It's true. It's true. <laughs> she did get shot right away. It's true. She's going to get shot plenty. Yeah, it's true. A lot. Mm -hmm. She's going to get shot a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All over her body in that episode. Yes. In the nectal area. Yeah. No need, no need to jump ahead. <laughs> With the getting shot. Uh, she sits defiantly on the edge for a moment, though, and tells him this isn't over. Yeah, it sure isn't. Uh, <laughs> she shoots him a couple more dirty looks and hops down. Uh, no matter what I think his initial motivations were, I think the coach has gone pretty well nutty bonkers at this point. Oh, yeah, he he's, tells, yeah. he's a total nutter butter. Yeah, he tells yeah. Buffy that he takes care of his boys. They have needs, you see. Buffy is surprised by Nurse Greenlee's body as it floats by and asks the coach if he's going to feed her to the fish monsters. Nope. It's so much worse than that, Buffy. <laughs> you see, they've eaten already. 
as the coach explains he plans for buffy to be gang raped by monsters mm-hmm. well that's that's great wow yep that's yikes okay yeah. I, well I, I, gym I teachers man i don't have a lot to say about that yeah i don't know <laughs> no well and this is this is the the turning point where a lot of people decide to give up on this episode true yes but Buffy's in no danger. No. We've already established that. No. She's even going to joke about it in a second. <laughs> she sure is. <laughs> She's so, like, oh, man, really? Yeah. With this. So this guy is, he is marginalized. You know, we're having the women have more power. Mm-hmm. So he's chucking women yeah. into this pit. Gotcha. Gotcha. To be devoured by the, totally men, sense. the men monsters that he's made. Yep. You know, his the, little, from From nice boys. Yeah, I mean, and, and here, I'm going to get super Freudian. Okay. He made little swimmy fish monsters and he keeps throwing women into them. Oh. Yeah. So maybe he's feeling a bit impotent in the rest of his life. Yes, uh, probably. And and I, I mean, I could, I could definitely see that. We've got a call back to, you know, 50s values. Mm-hmm. Um, and the coach, of course, it's supposed yeah. to be the, the, and, a, and a the, symbol of that kind of thing. You know, and, and the, the catch-all phrase, whenever someone gets someone else pregnant, they say, my boys could swim. Yes, definitely. Well, yeah. and, he's, and he's taking... Um, He's taking these very nice guys. Uh, he's turning them into monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when, yeah, no, true. Uh, he doesn't want them to be nice guys. He wants them to be, you know, this what stereotype, with the big raping guy. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's so yeah. I guess he's the uh, he's the toxic patriarchy thing. Yeah, it's it's a, a certain version of um, with. Uh... Cronus, I believe, uh, Gaia kept having kids and was like, look, it's a kid. And he'd swallow them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's sort of like that. Yeah. And I mean, it's, yeah, this, and this is how the, the, the toxic old school patriarchy is bad for both men and women. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So he's, he is, uh, putting the men in a certain position where they mm-hmm. can't get out of and then throwing women to them. And that's the only power that they can exert. And so they exert women over, power over those women in different ways. Yep. Yeah. Manipulating them into doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And taking away their own choice, yep. the men's choice and the men's agency, yep. the boys. Um, yeah. And, and also just, you know, just in case we weren't already ready, ready to kill him in the worst way possible. You just got to twist that knife a little bit more. <laughs> just make him a little less sympathetic just in yep. case ever anybody wasn't quite on the uh, murder him yeah absolutely train <laughs> yep uh <laughs> yep <laughs> at the pool cordy tells uh, the us that willow and giles have gone have got the swim team locked up uh, well xander <laughs> freaks out about how he must totally be turning into a fish monster right now and it's his next scaling <laughs> <laughs> reminding us of cordy suddenly absolutely <laughs> cordy says he's been messing with it so yeah uh, he says that he's going to go look in the mirror but that she should come in if he screams <laughs> so yeah cute. of course <laughs> so cute. after a few seconds cordy hears someone and asks xander if he's got gills but then an actual fish monster runs out and jumps into the pool is cordelia scared nope she thinks it's xander and immediately starts trying to tell xander that it's her and does he remember her she blames herself because she teased xander about his girly running to the point where he joined the swim team and was exposed to fish meds she tells him how brave he is and how hot he looked in his speedo (laughs) she says she still cares about him fish monster or not they can even still date and everything then she's sad because he might not want to still date her 
I understand if you want to see other fish. (laughs) (laughs) The dramatic soap opera music swells. (laughs) And she says she'll do anything she can for him. And I think she's absolutely 10 seconds from insisting that her parents put in a bazillion gallon aquarium in their house. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) She suggests that he might like little bath toys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Xander comes up and points out that she really is talking to a fish monster and not him. And I like that he just... Yeah. You know, he doesn't tease her. Right. He doesn't come say, what He's are you doing? Like, That's a fish He's monster. He's just like, that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it pops out of the water and tries to kill them and they run away. <laughs> okay. So this is such a sign of future Cordy. I mean, we find out uh, what a great person she is when she's on Angel the Series. But when you get past the facade, this fish monster thing is seriously not a deal breaker for her. Yeah. That is impressive. Yeah. It would be. I mean, I'm, I'm all about, you know, <laughs> accepting people who they are and loving them for who they are and not trying to change people that you're dating and all this kind of stuff. It'd be completely accepting people in relationships, but a fish monster would be a deal breaker for me. Yeah, I think it would be a deal breaker for me too. I mean, fish yeah. monster. <laughs> That's like. <laughs> but it's That's consistent so with, with what we learn about Cordy eventually. It's yeah. really cute. Oh, totally. Uh, Willow and Giles are indeed corralling the swim team into a cage at the library. He assures the guys that they'll just have to stay calm and he will find an antidote or um, something. Like perhaps <laughs> have Buffy kill them. He doesn't really finish that. Uh, <laughs> Willow says they've rounded up everyone but Sean. And Sean was the guy who was telling Xander about the steroids. Cordy and Xander come in and tell them that Sean regrets he'll be unable to attend because he's a fish monster now. <laughs> Uh, Xander asks where Buffy is and they tell him she hasn't come back from her confrontation with the coach. Um, you guys didn't go check on her? Giles, hello. A little more Ripper might be a good (laughs) idea at times like this. It's it's Ripper time. Yeah, Ripper time. It's it's Ripper time. Don't don't, don't you think? (laughs) Ripper time. Ripper time. (laughs) What's the point of having all that Ripper in you if you don't just unleash it sometimes? Well, well, this is... He doesn't have it. Right. Ripper is like, poof. Yeah. He had, well, he had it when he was yelling at the coach. Like, that was yeah, Ripper. Yeah, he had, he had a little bit of Ripper there, but, I mean, he is just as disempowered as the rest of the men in this episode. Oh, he's been defanged like the other guys. Like, yeah, like, yeah. He's, he still has man parts, so it's going to... Yeah. You know, like, and I shouldn't just specify just man parts, but, you know, he still is identifying as a man Yep. in this episode, and so he is part of the of the demoralized, you know? Yeah. Like, disempowered men. How interesting. Yeah, that totally explains it. Mm-hmm. And they had to take away Ripper. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just the person that Giles has created who he not really he does he really is not. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And that's part of the reason he's so out of the picture. Yeah. Huh. Very interesting. Uh indeed, Buffy is strapped still trapped in the water with rapey fish monsters. Uh she notes, Great, this is just what my reputation needs, that I did it with the entire swim team. <laughs> Oh, give zero fucks, Buffy. I adore you so. (laughs) Give zero fucks, Buffy. Marry me immediately. (laughs) If we thought she was in danger, this is tone deaf. But knowing Uh that she's not actually in danger, this is her reassuring us that she's not in danger. Yeah, she's not reassuring herself. This is not self-soothing or trying to deny something. She's like, guys, I'm fine. Like, she might as well look at the camera and be like, I'm fine. I'm not going to get raped by fish monsters. I got this. I fucking got it. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> <I'm>, yeah. <laughs> it's not even going to be close, all right? <laughs> but it's totally true. Yeah. Um, 
So she tests, uh, she tests out how high she can jump out of the water, assessing her situation very, very calmly. Uh, one of the fish monsters swims at her, and Buffy stays completely calm, even though she's a little unnerved. Mm-hmm. Kind of, well, she looks more irritated than anything. She's like, God damn it. very primally disturbing about swimmy things in water around you. Well, and, and slayers aren't meant for the water. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. Like, they're vampire slayers. Vampires are not like yeah. swimmy things. Yeah, literally out of her element. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think I say that later somewhere, actually. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, <laughs> Xander has come looking for Buffy. and Well, finally someone dead. God. <laughs> he finds the coach creepily watching through the grate, waiting for the raping to begin. Yeah. As, just so as I mentioned frequently, I'm a bad person. Uh, so I don't have any problem with this eye for an eye justice that the coach gets at the end of this whole thing nope. at all. Uh, <laughs> Xander asks what the coach is doing. He gets all buddy-buddy and asks Xander how he's feeling. Yeah, wouldn't you like to know, you sick fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Xander says that a little lemon butter sauce would take care of his dry skin issue. <laughs> <laughs> the coach tries to laugh along with him, but Xander wants to know where Buffy is immediately. And because, this is proto, you know, I like the quiet. Yes. Oh, yeah. Zappo. He's, he's finding very... his, he's finding his space. He's finding where mm-hmm. he fits. Yeah. Cause it's just, I don't, I think everything he's looking at, everything he stares down is like, you are not Angelus in a hospital. Exactly. Like, <laughs> cause the, you know, the coach glances down at where he's got a gun on a, a barrel behind Xander. But even at this point, we don't think Xander's in danger either. No. <laughs> well, and he's not wearing red. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> in the water, the fish monsters are starting to kind of attack. And Buffy does a rather magnificent job of deflecting and beating on them. Um, this is especially impressive since they're in their element and she's out of hers. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, also, we saw in Killed by Death that Buffy is very good at snapping necks, uh, but she seems to be taking it easy on these guys. Mm-hmm. She's mostly throwing them. I think she's avoiding killing them because she thinks of them like kind of talked about like kind of like Oz when he's a werewolf. Uh, if things were getting really dicey, Buffy would just start tearing their heads off. Oh yeah. But she snapped the Kinderstutz neck in two seconds Yeah, and it took no effort. None. Yeah. She was sick. She felt like shit. She had a fever. She was pinned down and it took her two seconds just to reach up and boom, it was that fast. Mm-hmm. She could have these guys dead Oh, yeah. In a minute. So far, they haven't actually done anything. I mean, they ate the nurse. But so far, they haven't actually done anything to prove that they're that dangerous. Right. And so, and Buffy's just, she's just waiting to see what they're going to do. Yeah. She's been throwing them away from her. She's been tossing them across the the thing and kicking them a little bit in the chest. Mm -hmm. But no, she's waiting for them to make a lethal move. And she will counter that, tear the fish monster's head off, and then, um, and then proceed to kill the other fish monsters. Yeah. No, Buffy. Buffy's really happy to get out, but she's got it under control at this point, too. Mm-hmm. This is not... We were talking about this while we were watching it. This is not an episode where... Uh, there are some episodes where, without help from her friends, Buffy would be dead. Yeah. One of them, obviously, Prophecy Girl with the CPR. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there are quite a few where Buffy was in a really, really scary situation, and if Xander hadn't jumped on somebody, she'd probably be dead. Mm-hmm. This is not one of those. No. She's relieved to get out of there. She... Um, she would have been beat up, I think, pretty well. Uh, I mean, not not raped at all. No. Nope. Um, but and but this is not one of those where she would have been dead without Xander. No, no. She just it was just a better way. Yes, and and she didn't and she didn't have to kill the fish monsters, mm-hmm. which she doesn't want to clearly. Yeah. Uh, 
Xander and the coach are wrestling for the gun. Xander's been fighting vampires, though, so he gives the coach a nice sharp elbow to the face, and that's all done with. Very militarily executed. Very much so. Just a little bit of that military yep. training is still... Let's compare and contrast to the first punch Xander threw where it hurt his hand. Now uh-huh. this is very efficient, and yep. he's done. <laughs> I mean, seriously, he's been fighting vampires. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Despite Buffy's best efforts, the fish monsters have got her surrounded. Just in time, Xander sees her in there and sticks his arm through, telling her to grab his hand. Buffy crouches down under the water and to get the maximum jump and springs out with a couple of inches to spare, grabbing Xander's wrist. Xander lifts her up and she kicks at the fish monsters and is able to escape. Buffy thanks Xander. Yeah, big time. Thanks mm-hmm. for that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> even though we thought Buffy would be fine, it'd be really bad if she wasn't fine. Yeah, well, and, and you know, even if she killed him, if no one had come along, she just would have been sitting in a pit of water That's with true. dead bodies. Like, dee 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 dee. This is really stinky. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm so bored. <laughs> Fish monsters. <laughs> uh, he tells her he's being a team player. <laughs> the coach pops up and smacks Xander on the back of the head with a wrench. He goes after Buffy, but yeah, that's really the worst idea yeah. ever. She throws a low roundhouse and he just <laughs> yeah, goes straight. She just, <laughs> she just kicks the legs right yep. from out from under him. Ass over tea kettle. <laughs> yeah, which is one of my favorite <laughs> phrases. Uh, uh, she does manage, though, to grab his leg before he can fall completely into the water. Also, like the hyena guy. Just, yes. Yes, and you know Buffy's thinking about that, too, because she, I think she always kicked herself for not being able to save Hyena Guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though he would have just tried to do it again. Oh, yeah, but, you know, Buffy's got the thing about not killing humans. Mm-hmm. Whatever, Buffy. Yep. <laughs> humans are being dicks. You should be able to kill them, too. Uh, he slips out of her grip, though, and splashes in. She gets down and offers her hand, but he doesn't even try to jump for it. I mean, he's not in that kind of shape. And... He's very, 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 very surrounded by fish monsters. Um, <laughs> he tries to reason with them. Yeah, okay, dude. Uh, they pounce on him and, well, as Buffy observes, those boys really love their coach. Yep. We're fine with that. Yeah, we are fine with that. And how quickly did they go after him? Exactly. They, I mean, they're just messing with Buffy. Yeah. Like, they're trying to figure out, like, okay, well, should we do something? Should well, we not do something? It's, she's, it's, like, it's like a territorial thing. Yeah, like, she's in their or, territory, and they start kind of messing with her. It's almost like, um, like two cats, how they just yeah. kind of, like, yeah. at each other, and they yeah, might... they just take a little swipes at her. Yeah. And she's throwing them, and they're still not... Yeah. They're on that coach and doing whatever they do to him. Yes. Uh, they just leave that up to the imagination. Yeah, but they, they, I mean, they, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my theory, of course, is they rape him to death. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, but they are all over him and about, I mean, it does, he doesn't even have enough time to attempt to jump out or look yeah. up or anything. It's, hey boys, it's me. And they're on him. Yep. So perhaps a lingering bit of human consciousness in there. Yeah, just a little bit. Memory of it's, who did what to them. Well, it's we keep planting this idea of human weakness. <laughs> it never every goes away. Every <laughs> bad guy, every bad mm-hmm. guy who was once human has a human weakness. Yep. Human weakness, it never goes away, even his. Yep. Faith is going to go. That's why Faith is great. She's going to tell us everything we need to know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Faith. Much appreciated. Yes. <laughs> After the dust has settled, Xander is going through his itinerary, makeup chem test, and then plasma transfusions with the guys. Willow eating animal crackers that I'm thinking must be a metaphor for something I can't figure out. Uh, <laughs> Just reminding us of Oz. Of Oz? That's what yeah. I was, that's what I was thinking. Seth Green was busy. He couldn't be there. So yeah, the animal crackers are shorthand for Oz is there. Yeah. 
He bought them for her before he went on it. Well, she should stop looking at Xander like that when he's naked. Yeah, well. Oh, and, and Xander and Cordy are, are red and pink, so they match. But there's yeah. there's been a little... He's a little hurt, you know. Yeah. He's not danger. They've just kind of been through a little thing. Just a little thing. Well, she's yeah. you know, mocking him, but she feels bad. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah, they're a little tender, yeah, I'd well, say, right he's, now. He's having to have plasma transfusion, so, yeah. you know, we're just showing the injury at this point. There's just a little bit of red. Red and yeah. pink. Yeah. Uh, but they're all reassuring, um... Uh, because Giles said the plasma treatments will work. Uh, Cordy is really sweet, you know, for Cordy. Uh, <laughs> got a great on curve, saying that Xander has proven himself to her and she doesn't expect him to join the new swim team the next year. He can play football instead. <laughs> She's teasing. <laughs> it's it's their thing. To yeah. <laughs> Giles comes in and says that animal control couldn't find the fish monsters anywhere. Not sure what they would do if they found them. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sunnydale. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> you know, the animal control guys were just like, oh my God, is that it? We didn't see anything. <laughs> I totally. Just get out of here. Like Holy fuck, with that's little, big. With little nets. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, like little nets and waiters. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that what we're supposed to catch? <laughs> Let's go get lunch. Yeah. Didn't see nothing. Nope. No, nope, nothing. They're nope. gone. Definitely Toilet's gone. Back like, up. Same mean, thing happened in San Diego last week. <laughs> <laughs> See, the sewer backed up because there are fish monsters in it. That's yeah. what happened in San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Willow wonders if they'll continue to be a problem, but Buffy is sure they won't be. She says they'll go home. And indeed, we see them swimming through the ocean. So I got it. Good for the fish monsters. Mm-hmm. Yep. Happy ending. And those stuntmen swimming in costumes are I would my want heroes. I would not want to do that. No, I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to do that either. In the real nope. ocean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nope. Not mm-hmm. even in a pool. Mm-hmm. I'm just not into it. Mm-hmm. Nope. Well, your mask fills with water. Oh, sorry. Yep. Nope. Nope. Not into it. More Thank waterboarding you. is what that is. Yes. <laughs> right, so is this, is the disempowerment of the men, and I mean, it's, there's so much fun and we're having so many different layers and metaphors mm-hmm. and people being able to play with their characters and, and character arcs. We have so much going on, but is the crux of this disempowerment and jealousy's psyche falling apart? I think maybe it's, well, if we, if we think that, I mean, the Hellmouth is the fuel for all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And the Hellmouth, uh, we know, interacts with things that are around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also know that, um, like Spike said when he and Drew first showed up, that uh, the Hellmouth has healing powers for vampires. Mm-hmm. But that's their theory anyway. Uh, which means... It's the Crystal Hot Springs for vampires. Yeah. yeah. Bathing in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh I think it. I would think that Angelus's decompensation would influence the Hellmouth somehow. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> he's in the alley uh, with Gage, and Darla turned him in an alley. You know, he mm-hmm. died. He died in an alley. That'll be referred to many, many times um, in Angel the series. Yes. Well, and as you mentioned before, in we, before we started recording today, mm-hmm. that he was also a victim of being transformed into something else. Absolutely, and and he and Spike will call that out in a later episode of Angel of the Series. Yeah, um, yeah, he was he was a victim of Darla, mm-hmm. and Darla was powerful, and he was not. Yeah, I mean, I could see the Hellmouth reflecting that out. Absolutely, because yeah. mm-hmm. that's I mean, to me, it's it's so interesting that we have 
him being in full power, essentially, mm-hmm. with uh, in passion. And then we have Buffy's disempowerment episode. Mm-hmm. And then we have Buffy become in power through mm-hmm. uh, I Only Have Eyes for You. Yep. And then we have, this is almost like, Angelus's disempowered episode. Well, and it, and that's, which means he's not there. If he's there, right. he's in power. So he's not there. Well, and it, I mean, it goes back to his hubris. I mean, his his obsession with women is his weakness. Mm-hmm. By being obsessed with them, they have power over him. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, we see it. Uh, we see it with Drew now. Mm-hmm. Uh, not when she was uh, originally being stalked by him, but now, mm-hmm. um, she absolutely has power over him. Uh, we definitely saw it with Darla. Yeah. Who had complete power over him? <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, to we say, and absolutely. Buffy. Oh, absolutely, with Buffy, because uh, well, well, now he's experienced uh, through the experience they what they had together in "I Only Have Eyes for You." He felt love for her through mm-hmm. James, uh, or through sorry, through the the teacher, um, Grace. Grace, thank you. Through uh, so he felt love for her through Grace's experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and see, I keep trying to click them back into their normal genders too. Very yeah. tricky episode. Yeah, very tricky. <laughs> well, and it's funny that but, we have the two gender swaps. Uh-huh. We have the fifties, the fifties theme and the two gender swaps just paired up. Right. And also like Angel was Angel during the fifties. We see evidence of that later mm-hmm. on. Yeah. You and, know? um, yeah. And I mean, Buffy would definitely have, have, uh, actually Angel had a lot of formative stuff during the cold war. Yeah. During McCarthyism. Oh, yeah. Like, That's he when he a, learned to hate yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's he's on his redemption arc in Sunnydale began back during McCarthyism in the Cold War. Like, that's when, that's he, when he went off the map. Yeah. He yeah. went off the map again. And that's we'll pick up from that mm-hmm. story in the very next episode with Whistler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So they're setting that up, too. Yeah. So this yeah. journey back into the 50s, maybe maybe the spirits, because they don't come up any other year. Maybe they resurged because of Angelus's presence. Yeah. Or, well, I mean, the availability of him and Buffy, you know, those actually that pair of energy. But actually, I think it's Angel's soul. Oh, what if it's? I mean, it's floating around somewhere. Yeah, it is. It's probably just because it's conscious, so it's just kind of orbiting. What if it's Angel's soul? It's like floating around. Oh yeah. Right around the hell mouth. Mm-hmm. And Angel's remembering. Mm-hmm. All this shit, because that would be the that because the the red scare period, uh, which we'll see on Angel the series, mm-hmm. uh, didn't inf- influence Angelus at all. Angelus was no, just true. Angelus was, was in his box; it didn't matter. That was as close as an angel could come to Angelus without losing his soul, though, because mm-hmm. that was that was bad. Yeah, he, it's when when Angel that learned bad. that he can still do bad things yeah. with his soul. If, yeah. if you guys don't remember what this was, this is uh, have, are you now or have you ever been? When it's, we're flashing back to the first time he lived in the Hyperion and during the Red Scare. It's a and gorgeous episode. Is, Please watch it. Oh my God. It's up there with, pa- it's, so Passion is my favorite Buffy episode. That is my favorite Angel episode. Hands down, best done. It's pretty damn fine. It is so good. Um, and the same kind of intensity, just this mm-hmm. relentless, like driving anxiety behind even the funny moments. There's mm-hmm. just this low level hum. Um, but yeah, in that one, he, is basically hung. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a demon that causes it, but humans try to kill him. Yeah. He's lynched. Yeah. yeah. And then he tells the demon to kill them all. Yep. 
And that's a pretty, pretty angelicy thing to do. So just because Angel has a soul doesn't mean he's a good guy. Yeah, and that's what, I mean, and that's what he learned. And after that, he went into isolation and he kept himself away from humans, which is mm-hmm. where, and after that period, that's where we resume our story next week. Yeah. Um, when Whistler finds him and, and tells him about Buffy and how he needs the help. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, what if it is? We, we get... That is interesting because the Hellmouth goes so wonky as soon as Angelus is back. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, like Kinderstadt comes in. Like, he hasn't been there for the whole time. Buffy gets sick. That never happens. Mm-hmm. Well, and Buffy, I think, makes herself sick. Well, yeah. But, but, if but to, have a, get... to have the... I mean, to have... The, the fact that the powers that be have to get involved and start sending her Slayer dreams to get her back on track... Mm-hmm. That could, that could, I think that's a combination of what she's going through herself with Jenny uh, and Angela's, of course, plus maybe a little hellmouth leeching. Yeah, and I, I'm still sticking with my it's Angel narrating passion and not Angela's. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think it's a good theory. Yeah. Now and we have to figure out if it's really Whistler narrating next week. Oh, okay. Homework. homework homework but yeah i i think there's there's so much going on here that's that's tied to angelus and angel Mm -hmm. and you know so this gender reversal where we're actually i mean it's almost like we're starting to tilt the world into his view where he is disempowered by women where he is well it's i mean his hubris will always make him lose power to the woman he is obsessed with Mm -hmm. darla buffy eventually faith (laughs) he and buffy might have something like that in common (laughs) perhaps yes well we 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 know that angel and buffy make each other weaker Mm -hmm. and (laughs) i mean angelus is kind of the opposite of angel it would make sense that he would lose power and buffy would get stronger yeah that's a polarity of the you know Mm-hmm. Well, the, the sun magnets, and moon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sun and moon theory. So yeah, it, it, the next two two episodes would be really interesting. Yes, um, to look at. Which we may be doing as two, maybe doing as one. We're gonna we have to see how see. long and we go. Yeah, we've we talked might... for like what three hours about freaking go fish. I so. thought this was gonna be, be a fast one. Yeah, I, I knew it wasn't when I when I when I hit like hour five on the recap and everything. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh shit, okay, this these is... are just going to keep getting longer and longer. Yeah. I mean, this, um... look, what, look how much is going on in this episode. I know there is so much. There's so much stuff going on, and, and not related to our rambling. Um, <laughs> we got to ramble. It's who we are. Yep. If you guys don't like it, don't listen. Um... Exactly. <laughs> but you do it anyway. Yep. Pretty much. Uh, so yeah, this is it's really interesting. It'll be interesting to watch how it feeds into what's coming up. And how it continues to feed into uh, everything else that is on its way. Yes. Yeah. I have hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this oh, is after. <laughs> this is after all the Diogenes Club podcast, where all members are exceptional. Peace out, bitches. Go fish. <laughs>